0: You failed your COVID test. It's (laughs) the No Class Podcast. With your infectious hosts, Eddie. And Matt. So the interesting thing is, here's podcast number 66. Wow. In podcast 65, if you'll go back and listen to that last one, (laughs) it's the sweet sound of Matt giving me and my family COVID <clears throat> I hope you're hearing all this. There's gonna be lots of coughing and wheezing
1: through it, this. Yeah, yeah. We're we're still on the recovering list. So yeah, poor John. I love John to death. Well, he's he's just my little buddy. Not and, anymore. Yeah. But um, but no, I, I hate that you got to say, I mean, you it's karma, but you know, poor nope. John, you know. So in fact, you will
0: probably hear some coughing and wheezing. We are recovered. Yeah. But even then, that's probably like 95 percent. Would you say you're 100% back to max
1: yet? Well, obviously not, because like I said, still, like before, I mean, I'm a big guy, and I'm not like Mr. Health Nut, but I mean, I, I run up and down a set of stairs. I, I, my house, you have to go upstairs to get into my house, but no matter which way you go. Like if I ever, heaven forbid, got, you know, paralyzed in the waist down, I'd have to move out of this house. But, um, but no, I catch myself getting a little winded still. But I mean, other than that, I don't feel like miserable when I wake up in the morning. Like I did for a long time there.
0: I'm still having to go <clears throat> every few minutes. So if you do end up hearing some of those, blame Matt.
1: Yeah, yeah. We 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 apologize, but you know, go boohoo. We're still sort of recovering.
0: We are uh, recording at Matt's house for the first time ever, I think, yeah, for a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Because Matt's not allowed at my house anymore. <laughs> persona non grata. Yeah, he is a persona non
1: grata. I told him. Was, I guess I'm persona non grata.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Last podcast, Matt gave us the COVIDs Yeah, on purpose. I mean, yeah, on know. purpose. Yeah. And, uh, the thing that will stick in my mind is he's like, I don't know, man, I think I might have COVID. And I was like, dude, in the time of
1: the COVIDs, you yeah. can't do that. You got
0: to yeah. freaking stay home. Yeah.
1: No verbatim. I, him and John jumped in the truck. We we're all going to go for lunch. And I said, man, I had a hard time getting out of bed this morning. I just felt really run down. And he goes, ah, oh, shit. And I looked at him and said, ah, I doubt it's COVID, you know, and we took off. And yeah, but best best thing would have been to have said, "Now, nah, you know, you guys stay in the house. Let's not do lunch, whatever. But I've dodged it for two and a half years. I have waited in this stuff. I have rolled in it and did war paint with it and not got sick. So I have really, in my hubris, I thought that I was bulletproof. And guess what, kids? I'm not. So if you're ever in a zombie scenario with Matt, <laughs> he's
0: been bit. Trust mm-hmm. me. Don't I, trust him. Trust me. I, I'm patient. Just go zero. ahead and yeah. put one in the head for him.
1: <laughs> Two plays it, right, right at the base. But anyway, yeah. So, yeah, that's why if anybody that was like, Where, where's the podcast been? Well, you know, we would have sounded like Froggy from. Um, yeah, my voice was definitely shredded. Yeah.
0: that w- The whole time, uh, I would say the COVID was about like bad sinuses or the dreaded summer cold. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't just like oh, i'm gonna die i'm gonna lay here and die but it was all up in my throat the whole time that's where it had me and my wife is like you sound horrible
1: well, I mean, every day when i'd be like how are you guys doing you were like we're still sick we're still miserable i was like god bless them it just seemed like every day every day but i don't know some of that towards the end just trying to you know like yeah you should i want you to feel bad you know or whatever you well know? that does remind me the please kick
0: Matt whenever you see him policy is still in effect. <laughs> so if you've not got your kick in on Matt, you uh, get to pick the spot uh, and I endorse it. The violence go. against Matt.
1: No, I, I, I really hate that. That, uh, I, hate, I got it. I hate, they got it from me. And, but I mean, we, we as you to quote you from way back when this shit was first surging was, you were like, looked at me one day, shook head and said, it's either going to be you or my wife. But one of y'all is going to bring this shit around, you know, because yep. nursing homes have it like crazy. And Jen works at the nursing home, so. It is surging again yeah. in our local area, at yeah, least. Yeah, it, no, it really is. And but, and but what's weird is, like, there's nurses like me that have not caught this stuff because we've been diligent for, like, two and a half years. And now, like, recently, I found out, unfortunately, and if I had known this before I got sick, I probably wouldn't have went over there that day. But after having got it and called my boss, said, Dude, I got COVID. He goes, yeah, you and everybody else I went, what? And he goes, oh, you didn't know? It's, every floor has two or three people out right now with COVID. And I, well, shit, if I'd known that, you know. Well, the last piece yeah. of shit that I'm going to get mad about
0: this yeah. is what did he do immediately after leaving my house? Take a COVID test? Oh, yeah, because I was... You son of a... <laughs> you couldn't do that in advance. You couldn't be like, yeah. you know, maybe I should grab one of those COVID
1: tests now before I well, and see my dear friend and his family. Truth be known, I hadn't... I hadn't really looked into it. And then, so what I was talking to, ironically enough, well, somebody, and they were like, well, you know, you can just go on to like uh, Walgreens and just walk in. They'll give you one for free. If you've got any kind of insurance. And <laughs> I said, it's that easy. And they went, yeah. So I walked into Walgreens and said, can I have a COVID test? And they hand me a bag of eight of them. I'm like, I don't wow. really need eight, but thanks. That's why I started to offer y'all something for free. You can but, also get them through the
0: USPS. Really? Yeah. There's a, I can't give you the website, but just go do like a USPS search for COVID test uh-huh. and they'll mail you eight for free well, that, and you can request them three times. That's phenomenal. I didn't know that, but well, this is good to share. With you everyone. needed it in, in advance. So oh, yeah, yeah. dear listener, go ahead and order those right now Yeah, because it's not going to hurt to have it around and they don't expire for quite a while and yeah. they keep expanding extending the shelf
1: life on them, too. That's good. But it's definitely like, you know, I'm going to tell you, like I told poor Eddie, I was like, when he said, well, I checked my it was negative. But even though it was negative, well, you definitely A couple of times. No, no, yeah. no. I eventually came up positive. Okay, yeah. But it, and it's usually, like I said, it takes about three days for most viruses to really yep. build up in your body. And, uh, but, um, but like, for me, I mean, you got you to go deep to where your eyes are watering and even nope. twist a little bit. Nope. You didn't have to, huh? Nope. Okay, well good. I, I think that's the old guidance. And maybe be. some of the older tests, but not I mean, it's like three fourths of uh, an inch oh, so up you your guys nose. Just just dib dab in your nostril a little bit? I'll yep. be dying. Okay. But anyway, yeah, but but mine having went deep and twisted and all that stuff, when I put the drop on the thing, those two little pink lines popped up like they, they said give it fifteen minutes, fifteen seconds. I was like crap. So I took a picture to Eddie and said, Well, I'm having your baby, you know, I mean Well, I think is it like
0: Eight minutes, depending on which test you've got, eight, 10, 15 minutes is how long it takes it to turn. Mine or they're like, give it, it that long. It
1: said, give it 15 minutes. And at that point, if your other little line did not show up, throw it in the trash and walk away or whatever.
0: But So I think what. we had like the 10-minute ones or what have yeah. you. When we finally got our positives, I think we tested negative a couple of times. Like probably three days in is when we actually did test positive And we're like, maybe
1: it's sinuses. Maybe it's just our sinuses. Yeah, I had my fingers crossed.
0: So about that third day in or whatever, when we tested positive, mine just barely barely showed positive huh. but my son's was freaking bright blazing bleep 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 Damn. bleep so i don't know if that's an indicator like you've got it worse <laughs> than me because your test but any even if you see the very faintest yeah. if well, you get out w- the microscope what it would and see be it is
1: your body is making more of the antibodies i think that's what it's looking for maybe and so just to show you that his young vibrant body quickly mobilized antibodies or something maybe or i didn't
0: have to as much because my shit was already pretty tight <laughs> They were like, you got this. We'll put out a few an- token antibodies, but you're going to bounce right back. You're the man. Mm. So, when you hear me talking about attempted murder, that is talking about Matt giving me COVID. So, he tried, he took his best shot at the crown. And now, nothing. The other thing that Matt will appreciate is that this COVID probably cost me a thousand bucks. Oh, damn. That sucks. So if you want to start making payments on that, we can set up a
1: schedule and That seems fair. All right. Well, I thought about I got an idea. A while back I got these like they're plastic brass knuckles, but they have a taser built into them. And I was gonna let you tase me, bro. Right in the taint. No, no, no. It's like below the below the neck and above the waistline, you know. Here's what we do. Uh Because I'm an idea man. At the long con. Uh Uh-huh. We
0: will set up a booth for Taze a shitbird in the taint, and you'll be back there in like a kilt or something, and people can pay a buck. Do you hear this? I hope you are hearing this COVID-infected lung
1: laugh. From oh Matt. My God. yeah, I'm dying over here. I'm, I'm literally getting a little a little, a little lightheaded. I'm leaning away from the mic, so I hope that's not too loud. Um, but de- definitely you didn't want us to do one last week. Oh God, no! Yeah, guys- I was laughing. But bad. Mike was teasing Eddie when he when he called off doing a podcast, and he was like, "Suck it up, Buttercup." Me and Eric did one when we had COVID or something, and uh, Eddie was like, "He was like, uh, Nah, nah, I can't do it. Whatever." But I asked him privately. I said, "So we can't do it." He's like, "Oh man, my voice is crap." You know? yeah. So, yeah. You know, it would have been. Usually, people talk about what is it your animal voice? I think it was uh, our buddy Nick one time said dulcet tones, uh, the dulcet tones, and my animalistic, you know, growl or whatever. So, I the, I would have been the one, I would have been out growling Matt for a change. Uh, be, yeah, I guess, what was it? What was it, our gang or the little rascals that had froggy, you know, the little kid that had the really deep voice? Anyway, but I definitely sounded like death, but that's where my COVID
0: wanted to go is just yeah. drain down your throat,
1: right? Which is always fun. Well, enough, I know that we've talked about, you know, being bed bedridden, whatever.
0: And hopefully you, dear listener, have got a little good information,
1: useful yeah, information about yeah, this. Yeah, definitely. Wa- wash your hands, don't touch your face, all that shit. Because, I mean, no no offense, but people are getting this stuff that, I mean, they're touching a, a grocery cart or, you know, a doorknob or light switch after somebody else touched it that was rubbing their nose or something, you know, or coughed in their hand. So, I mean, yeah, just wash your hands and don't touch your face. and. But my wife made it through the whole two weeks, basically, you know, without getting it. So glad to hear that. Because she
0: moved into her room, kind of like the like man her, cave, her the woman yeah, cave. Yeah, her girl cave. <laughs> yeah. So she ended up moving in there yeah. for basically two weeks. Yeah. And But she was around us at the beginning of it, probably before we became infectious, mm-hmm. which was luckily for her that we caught it in time. Yeah, yeah. So she didn't have to deal with it. And she's probably got some slight immunity from rolling around in it like you.
1: Yeah. And one thing I'll say is that originally the plan was supposed to have been that like the next day it was going to be John, Kathy, and Eddie me loading up in my truck to go yep. to our, see our friends at Dragon's Nest. And I talked talk three or four times. I was like, thank God at least. I caught it, you know, the day before because I would, I would You'd definitely have been a super spreader. I would certainly would not want to have given it to uh, Kathy and John. God bless them. They, I don't. I mean, they might have phenomenal immune systems, but I wouldn't want to test that theory. You know, I, you know, I think a lot about them. So I'm really, in all seriousness, I'm so glad that I didn't. I wasn't around them. Yeah. Well, maybe listeners, you'll
0: remember from the last cast, uh, Matt breathed his devil COVID breath on me on Thursday. <laughs> And mm-hmm. then Friday we were supposed to go to the grand opening, yeah. and then Saturday we would have been at the grand opening. To running weekend running games. And I was,
1: and we were excited. about it. Eddie was super pumped, so I really felt. I hate I hope that you, too. I yeah. hope you do, because yeah. I had
0: helped them move that week and done oh, this know, and that, and boy, it was, it was just like Christmas was
1: coming. And oh yeah, I was excited. I was very excited <clears> myself. <throat> yeah, so no, ruined it for. Because <laughs> I did this on purpose, of course. He did. Yeah, but anyway, luckily Eddie understands. You know. It was, No, one of those happy little accidents. There is no forgiveness. (laughs) Uh, All right. So, moving on, the long con actually, hey, be looking forward. We just did an unboxing, I've seen some of those, and I've always thought, What? But we got it. We're so tickled to get our box of goodies from our buddy David Beatty, who is coming to the long con. Um, We now are the proud owners of two great, big, gigantic. Tomes, uh, the Weird Frontiers books. I've got the Leather Bound, which is gorgeous, but Eddie's got the regular cover, and it's gorgeous too. They're both just really beautiful If I've got to debate it
0: as pretty as the leather is, I like this standard edition or whatever yeah, you want to call I it. I
1: won't lie. I was having a little bit of remorse because when I saw what the cover looked like at one point I thought about what Eddie he notice if I said, you know, buddy I just think so much of you. <laughs> we'll let you have the leather bound. But no, no, no. It's it's gorgeous. And it might hopefully hold up a little. Even though they both are look really well wow, made sturdy yeah. books, you know. Sturdy, gorgeous books. But yeah, yeah. So we so you might look for that. Maybe we'll upload it to our YouTube, I guess, or something. We did an unboxing, and, uh, and definitely Beatty put some stuff in there to make it personalize. It was funny. Anyway, um, but yeah, talking about Long Con, David Beatty's coming. Brendan LaSalle's coming. Uh, uh, Sean Roberson. um Our good buddy, John Watson, and, uh, you know, and even I think Watson's boss, who's the big tour guy, is supposed to be coming, so ooh-la-la. I'm sorry I can't conjure his name right now, but that COVID fog is real. Some of the, the, I guess the malingering effects, COVID, a little bit of COVID brain, and just me getting winded easily, but that's, uh, yeah. Also in the DCC Goodman Games family, yeah. the Rules is Written crew. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my bad. And because at the con, we didn't want really to get to uh, Hobnob, but uh, Matt was there, I believe. Oh, yeah. He it, was the one of my games. And, and definitely... Um, Guys, that we sat together thirty five. Yeah, Stephen, thank you. Uh, uh, Stephen Surratt. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Yeah, so I, I, we sat and talked for like thirty five minutes. A con, super nice guy. So I'm really glad that they're coming. That's exciting. And their Twitch, they seems to be quite popular on the Goodman Games family. So. I think it's maybe the number two or number three
0: show. Yeah. So I behind mean, us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, nobody yeah. has been able to
1: top our show. Well, our numbers have been really good, but you know. Anyway, again, we we missed out on doing one of those because we were because know, why we <laughs> I don't know I don't I'm not sure why COVID you know, I was bright, talking to our good funny. friend uh, Gary
0: the other night Double R Double R and uh, he was like Yeah, because you got the COVID, didn't you? Miss this and this, and did you guys miss a podcast and a Twitch show? And I was like, Yeah, Gary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we did. Rub salt in that wound, there, bud. Plus, it cost
0: me a thousand dollars. Oh man! So these are all things you can add on Matt's invoice here.
1: There you go. Um, I did. <laughs> I talked to Singular, our buddy Gary O, the original OG. There. Um, so did I. And he, like he told me, he's like, "Oh yeah, I just had COVID the other day. And, yeah, it was nothing." I'm like, "Wow, you know." So again, it's so damn random. But uh, yeah, he's doing good, and they they've just opened up sales for North Texas RPG. So that's good. Get your ticket, and they're offering a discount, but only for like a month. So if you're some, if you're going to get a ticket, I jump on it now and avail yourself of that discount. It's pretty significant. Yeah, I want to say the discount's thirty. Thirty dollars. Yeah, I mean it's quite a significant. It's, it's really worth getting off your. If you know, and here's the thing about like us or NTRPG go ahead and get the ticket because even if you're like well something might change in 10 months well they'll let you roll over to the next year so you're already set up for the next year you're not going to lose any money so go ahead and avail yourself of that discount and get the ticket you know and the same thing with us that's like get your ticket if something were to happen we're cool guys we'll let you roll over to the next year and the other thing is again like get your hotel room because um you know you can cancel I think 24, 48 hours. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, if something happened where you couldn't go, oh, well, you know, but yeah, go ahead and get your ticket, get your room.
0: Yeah. I've been a little bit boohoo about the badge sales, but if you look
1: at other conventions too, nobody is back to the levels they were at. Yeah. It's, it's ironic. After the, the last podcast that we did, I think the one previous to the last, last one, I came that same day I was running, uh, we were playing games with my, you know, group that I, I you know we normally play at the club, mm-hmm. we played here at my house. And one of the players, which was cool, he said, Yeah, I, I just listened to y'all's podcast because you uploaded that one really quick or whatever that I day. I always do. And uh and he one guy was he was like uh, he was like, Yeah, hey, what's the big deal about ticket sales? And I said, eh, we just the thing about it was he's and he said, you know, that's just people. People are gonna pile in at the last minute. I said, Oh I know, that's how it actually works when we did Red River and we did do Long Con. But like if if we have like, cash up front, cash f- in Yeah, hand. first of all, we're going to sweat, like, is this going to be the year that nobody shows up? And we're on the hook for the price of the hotel, which is... It it's cons- happened. I mean, it, it's not it, yeah. like
0: these are unfounded things, because yeah. remember, we did Red River RPG Con, yeah. and we watched that one die, and we hated it.
1: Yeah, and and, and, I, and I will say this. We were supposed to have done a con in April when COVID hit. And if it wasn't for the governor shutting everything down, we probably wouldn't have got a re- refund or not. Right. We we would have been on the hook for the price of that April venue, and that would have been pretty steep. So we were kind of sweating that. But luckily, because the governor shut things down, and there's still some people that got screwed on some things here and there. You'd hear stories, but luckily, the the, the people that were running the Hilton Garden at that time were cool and said, "Hey, we're not going to." At that time, yeah, we're not going to charge you. I'd say, I, I put it in there, but I thought I was subtle. But um, little dig, dig. We, if anything, we're spiteful. But um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we should be like the spite cast. But um, anyway, yeah. No class, all spike cast. Yeah, that's right. Hate, 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 haters. Um, But yeah, anyway, yeah. But like I said, one of the, the gamers was like, man, yeah, what's the big deal? I, like I said, uh, it, one, first of all, we want to have the price of the venue covered. And anything after that, we've never made a profit because we're going to roll it back into the con. We're going to buy goodies. for like last year we had some cool koozies. And, um, and you know, like we get the cool artwork for the T-shirts and that's not free. So, I mean, again, we have to pay somebody. So it's one of those things that we, we take whatever excess money we get from you guys and we roll it back because we love doing stuff for y'all and we want to have fun. But it's one of those things like, Anyway, yeah, yeah. So that, that's the only reason why a lot of times we're kind of anxious to, to see some ticket sales is we want to – because the thing is if, if everybody piles at the end, it's too late to reach out to China to have exactly the magic door knockers or whatever made because the slow boat from China has been slow for years, and right now with supply lines and things – good Lord, the lead out time you have to have to get something from China is just nuts. And that's where everything's freaking something's mass produced. I hate to say it, I'd rather buy American made, but yeah, good luck. You and know. we've got a really cool idea
0: for some swag right now, Oh yeah, which is probably more expensive than you get at a lot of other conventions, mm-hmm. but I don't want to order it until we got
1: some cash in hand to cover that. Exactly. Like, yeah. Uh, if, you yeah. know, five people show up. Yeah, and, yeah, so, anyway, no, we won't belabor that anymore we already have. Um, but, yeah, we're we're I'm really excited, and it's funny that I keep thinking, eh, Long Con's a mile, you know, a million miles away, and then I think, oh, wait a minute, it's August now, so November's not that far away. So, I mean, definitely, I'll just, one more time, like, if, if you know you're coming, get your ticket.
0: Um, well, the other thing is, is I have said it many times, I hate doing this self-promotion stuff. Yeah, I hate it. I hate, yeah. it, I hate it, I hate it. I don't like to do it, and I don't mm-hmm. want to be that person where you're like, oh, if we run into Eddie and Matt or whatever, they're going to be like, hey, you're coming to the long con. You better get your badge at the long con, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know, yeah, how you yeah. start avoiding somebody like they're sure. selling you, what is it, Amway or what have you. <laughs> this pyramid Scam way. yeah, Scamway. Where you're yeah. like, don't talk to that guy. He's going to ask you about this. I hate having to do that part of it, yeah. and I hate that we haven't got financially secure or whatever you want to say for this, so that every year we're kind of like, Maybe, maybe not. but It's I was, paycheck to paycheck
1: living you know, for an event. I was talking to a friend that that runs a con as well, and he said, "Man, he says that's just the thing." He said, "We sell the great majority of our tickets in the in the last month, and they their con is one of these ones that offers that upfront discount. Figuring people will pile in while the discount's going because it's a significant savings." He's like. Nope, they're still the people that are going to fiddle shit around to the last minute, and that's the grand majority. So. But I think they're still in a different financial oh, bracket sure, and situation sure. well, for they've us. Got, they've got some big whales that have a big wallets that are like, what can I do here? Take my money, you know. But no, but hey, we got the people that are diehards that are loyal. i would give you an example. I, I reached out to my buddy, our buddy, Alan McCoy, who comes to our various cons. Super nice guy. He has a really good uh, Facebook page called Dungeons and Dragons Fundamentals. And he does these things like, you know, uh, like how to run a, uh, different types of monsters. And like, he kind of gets inside their head, you know, uh, <laughs> about, you know, how, how to run them, like fight like an owlbear or whatever, you know? And anyway, um, they're really great articles, uh, super nice guy. Anyway, uh, um, I reached out to Alan and, and we were talking and it was just, I just want to see how he's doing. I don't want to share his private business, but he's had some stuff going on in, in recent time. And uh, he was like, Oh yeah, man, I'm glad you talked to me. That jogged my memory to get a ticket. But I tell you, that's what I tell you another one One time previously I'd reached out to him. And say, hey, cause he, he was good about coming to red River. I was Like, are you coming to long con? And, um, and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, wait a minute. We owe you a ticket because I think it seemed like he couldn't make it to the second Red River or he bought a long con ticket one time and he couldn't use it. And he said, man, don't worry about it. And I'm, I want to buy another ticket. I'm like, well, why? And he said, I've helped run a con and I know it's a lot of work and a lot of frustration and, you know, a lot of your time and energy. I mean, and, I, and I'm going to brag on us. I remember our very first long con, we had guys come up to us and go, this is your first con? because eddie had done so much work and what i could contribute you know when i'm not working that it went off without a hitch or if there were any hitches you didn't see them because Eddie did a phenomenal job, and, and he gave himself an ulcer worrying about everything, you know, being perfect. But so that's the thing. I mean, not to you know, boo who owes us or pat my back to you. Here, let me move my hands. So you can get your hand in there. But I mean, no, we we try to provide a really good con, and and people have a good time, and we get a lot of accolades, and I'd like to think they're genuine. But anyway, I kind of went off on a tangent there. Sorry. Well,
0: if you're listening to this, you're probably part of the solution and not the problem. Yeah, yeah, we love you. So what I will say is, though, remember to spread the word. Yeah. Because if you tell two friends and then they tell two friends and they tell two friends, there you
1: go. Yeah, like the thing I ask people to like and share, you know, some some people have liked and shared it, but I'd hope to get a a few more likes and a a few more shares. Yeah, but uh,
0: well. yeah, If you're on some Facebook group, put in a plug for us. Be like, hey, I love going to Long Con. Because obviously me and Matt have to say that. It doesn't yeah. mean nearly as much coming from us when we're like, we'll have a fantastic time at the Long Con. Well, if we get some unsolicited folks that will yeah. put it out there for us so that we don't have to be the ones promoting this all the time, that really helps too. So just word of mouth and stuff like that.
1: Think about us. Yeah, I mean, we've heard how gaming has blown up. At Gamers XP in Shreveport-Bossier, so before we were like, "Are there gamers in Shreveport-Bossier?" Apparently, they are. They have some insane turnout on their D and D night or whatever. So, how do I, how do we reach these kids? You know, it's like we need any of our Shreveport-Bossier people. You know, toot a horn. I mean, we, if you don't mind, please toot, toot the horn for us there. Let people know Longview's a short drive. The room rates are. Really affordable. You can double up with people. Tell you know, to come out. Tell them the, the joys of going to a gaming convention. It's like, do you like cake? Yeah. How would you like a whole weekend of cake? Oh my god! You know what I mean? You know, this is this is yeah. Anyway, but what if it was cookies? Well then, I would be slapping them out of people's hands and just going mine. You know, sort of along this same
0: line though is like trying to find people to come to the con. How many people now are wearing these Hellfire Club shirts from mm-hmm. Stranger Things? And you're like. Oh, you want to play some d d Nope. It's like, what? <laughs> what? It's up there with the people that are like, is this is this something you've actually experienced? Yeah. So <laughs> this is up there for me as the little like pet peeves <coughs> as as games that are metal. They're like, this game is so metal. Oh, do you like metal? Do you want to go listen to some Slayer? No, 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 no. But this game is really metal. It's like, uh, come on, man. Yeah. This yeah. is my cultural appropriation.
1: Yeah, I like in in, in Stranger Things where at one point, we need some music, and they're shuffling through all these cassettes that are like Iron made juice pieces. Like, this is music, you jackasses, you know. But anyway, <clears throat> um, but yeah, I have a song, we might get back to that later. What, jackasses? Exactly. Um, or Stranger the Stranger Things. The strangest Things. All yeah. right, here's
0: one more thing that I'll put up here in the, um, I don't know, uh, unlabeled section before Uh, we get into our topics and our pulp culture. Mm -hmm. We are now on the good old YouTubes. Uh So people are checking that out. Thank you. And I am wondering, I'll put that out there for those of you that are listening. Would you care at all if we left SoundCloud, if we ditched SoundCloud and just went straight to YouTube?
1: Yeah, that's a thought.
0: Does it make any difference to you in your life? Is yeah. it any different? Like it's I just, like to listen to it on SoundCloud because yeah. of X, Y, or Z, or I don't listen to it on SoundCloud anyway. So yeah, yeah, because okay. there's other ways you can find us.
1: At one time, Cody had a setup where it, someone, someone Apple Music like, or, or whatever it is or now, whatever. I don't know. Was it somehow it would just auto load yeah. us there, which was cool. Because that's why with my Alexa, there's times I'll go Alexa, play, and it and it goes to iTunes. It doesn't go to SoundCloud. So, but anyway, that's that's a discussion that's happening.
0: So we'll keep you in the loop. But if someday we're not there anymore you'll know what's up. And
1: definitely sound off. If you have an opinion one way or the other, we need that information. All right, into the pop culture, unless you've got anything else. Nope, go for it, brother. All right, I'm going to say books and comic books, and then I'm going to lean away and cough. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so recently I had picked it up again, the um, the collected, you know, Kyonan from the, was it Marvel or Dark Horse? But it's those... Both. Uh, yeah, both. But I was... Re- is it the old, like, Savage Sword,
0: or is it the new, more new stuff? They're Usually the Savage Swords are a lot thicker, the, and then the, the Dark the, Horse the, ones are fairly thin.
1: Yeah, that, then this would be the Dark Horse. So I've been back to reading some of the collected Dark Horse Conan comic again. But other than that, no, that's about it for me for comics. Oh, and books. Well, um, I've been reading, uh, actually, the, what is it, the jordan peterson's 12 rules An antidote for chaos or whatever so that's one of the things i've been um looking at oh you're more than welcome mark those are fun Uh, eddie just happened to look over and see my harrow county uh collected you know what do you call those i always want to call them digest it's a term in comics when it's all cup like a trade paperback yeah it's it's the graphic novel yeah yeah the graphic novel when they when they take like one storyline that's collected in one you know yeah so, but yeah, hero County, we've talked about it before that's a good one and a good time to mention it while we're talking about books and comic books but yeah that that's what I've been and of course, I've been reading the um the Pathfinder for Savage Worlds rulebook, which is almost pretty mm. I'll tell people if you get that book, you don't need the core uh Savage Worlds rulebook because they really they readdress those rules in the rule book, but yeah, it's really good, it's really well done, the artwork's really gorgeous, but it's a lot of the stuff I think they're just reusing. Iazo's artwork from some other other It costs fifty books. bucks. Yeah, no, but it's a really nice book. Would not you say that's I mean, if you look at it, it's really a nice, well made book. How
0: much does a standard book cost? Do you know off the top of your standard head?
1: Standard book's not near that. It's probably about 30? thirty bucks, I think. And again, the core rule book is really well made or whatever, but Yeah, yeah. Um, it, the Savage World. Um, we because we had been playing some Savage World riffs, you know, and that's why we're excited about I have Sean Roberson come into the con. Um, but, yeah, that's it for me on books and comic books. You, sir. No, um when I had
0: the COVIDs, mm-hmm. that was one thing I did not crawl back to read any comics. Huh. Uh, shortly after that, though, for some reason, I got the urge to reread through Irredeemable. Uh-huh. It's another one of those evil Superman comics. Oh. And I talked about that on, like, issue or episode 45 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Since I'm hearing some of the old podcasts, putting them up on YouTube now. Oh. Uh. But that one's okay. It's good. It's not great. But for some reason, I just got the... It was kind of like, how did that all go again? So mm-hmm. I was like, let me refresh my memory on that. Yeah, yeah. And plus probably watching The Boys again. Yeah, yeah. Put you in the evil Superman mood. Yeah, yeah. Because definitely, woof. Now, what I could do was watch
1: some TV. Mm-hmm. So you got something for TV for us? Oh, yeah. I mean, both of us... <laughs> We're stuck, but I tell you, I this will say this might be the longest TV episode there, ever. There, there was one day when, and this is bad. When I felt so bad, I couldn't even just sitting up on a couch to watch TV was kind of like I need to take a break, go take a nap or something. It was, yeah. I bet you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, because I couldn't sleep. Oh, that's right. You I couldn't the... fall asleep, and then for a while I had
0: COVID insomnia. Yeah. I didn't even. So know I'd was be like, thing. I need to go to bed so bad, and I would go to bed, and I would fall asleep for like five minutes and slept felt like i would go to sleep for five minutes be awake for hours and maybe fall asleep another five minutes and it was i
1: i I feel you because i never knew there was such a thing until you and i were talking and i remember when you said it it struck me i think it was like like i came down i was really tired that day when i had lunch with eddie and john the next day i was just like was weak as a kitten no energy was achy the next day i was achy as Frick. But I remember somewhere in those three, four really bad days while you're already trying to recover from a yeah. when I went to bed, like you said, I'd fall asleep but I'd wake up. And it was just this fitful waking. And it almost felt like have you ever had too much caffeine? You almost felt kind of yeah, jangly wire, or jittery. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was so weird. I felt like real jittery and wired, you know, and, and yeah, for two nights of that, just yeah, like you said, I couldn't. It, it sucked. But then, but yeah. That was probably about the worst symptom that I had. Oh yeah, because I'm I'm blessed in that regard. If I put my head on a pillow, I'm asleep, you know. And uh, but yeah, that sucked. But I, I mean, like I take fifty of Benadryl, and I take a melatonin, and I take an ashwagandha chew, and so I mean, yeah. But anyway, uh, TV. Um,
0: yeah, I have to throw in too that this is the first oh, time yeah. that me and Matt have talked at all since the COVIDs since it, that yeah last podcast. That, We've messaged in Facebook, but. No face-to-face conversation, so if this gets a little long-winded. Yeah, yeah,
1: sorry. So we're we're talking about TV, not movies yet. Okay, so TV. Um, So on a goof, I saw there was a cartoon, which is supposed to be an adult cartoon on Netflix Uh called Farzar. I was going to talk about that too. Okay, well then, I tell you, it's awful. Yes. Yeah, it's very bad. I, I, there, I got, I will say I got one laugh out of it. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm gonna give it a try. I, I I went about two or three episodes deep and then I was done. You're, you're smirking. I can't, so c- go ahead. So
0: I have mentioned this many times on the podcast. So maybe you'll remember this about how I have the OCD or the compulsive. Uh, it's completist. like, if I watch X amount of the show, I'm going to watch the whole thing. Uh-huh. But the other side of that is if I sniff it out in like five or ten minutes, I'm done. I yeah. jump up and run away. Yeah, yeah So yeah. that one, I sniffed it out in about five minutes. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is a turd. I'm not investing mm-hmm. any time in it. Mm-hmm. I watched maybe, like I said, five to ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And there's one joke where it's like, is this going to be more Rick and Morty or more Futurama? And it's uh. like, neither one. You guys really freaking set yourselves up with that question because this is a heard it,
1: it really is. Run bad. away. But I thought, you know, maybe like I guess I gave him a decent mm. try. But I mean, honestly, I kind of I kind of envy you. Yeah, I wish I'd bailed out after five minutes. But um, there and what is there's some really good voice actors on there. But that's not, I mean, you have to have content for them to use their voices with. But it's sad because I actually recognize some of the voice actors, and they do. They're great voice actors, but the writing, it's just not there. I mean, out of three episodes, I got one chuckle.
0: In the very beginning, when they're telling you the setup of the story, Uh I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. And then immediately they go, derp a derp It's not really like that. Like, there's a mighty hero fighting this evil villain. And then you see the mighty hero, and, of course, he's an idiot. And that's not very mighty. And you're like, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. and you're going to
0: follow around his loser son. That yeah. can't possibly be his son. Yeah. right. So, yeah. It's it, the whole thing is, is pretty bad. It's very try hard. Yeah. It's like, what is the most extreme thing? What's the most extreme joke we can make now? Yeah, Like your mom Because it was your mom And you're like Yeah
1: Yeah you could figure A lot of people unfortunately go Kind of like when They first started making shows For HBO And they're like Wait a minute we're on cable. We can do whatever we want. And some of that, it, you could, you could address some stuff that was really neat and provocative that you couldn't do on network television. Like the Sopranos about gangsters and killing people and hookers and strippers and all that shit. But then there's some shows on some of those channels where they're like, Oh boy, we can show like penises and you know, boobies everywhere. And we can cuss every other word. And it's like, yeah, you can, but do you have to, you know what I mean? And it's you know. one
0: of those shows where the bad
1: language or the shocking statement is the joke. Yeah, and I mean, like I I, I will I, I will share the one thing that made me chuckle though was um there the, so there's one character that's a cyborg but technically the only part of him that's still human is ha ha his penis and it gets of course that's a perfect example of a humor it, it, to exactly you. yeah and so of course it gets blown off because who doesn't love a good joke about a guy's ding dong getting blown off so yeah basically every guy out there just went ugh you know well then of course he's when they go to replace his penis it's this gigantic <laughs> Thing that's like three foot long and bigger out as my arm, and it's got like a fruit a orange juicer or something on the end. I mean, it, it's nobody would want that thing anywhere near him or whatever. So then they introduce a character really quick in this snippet of like crazy Debbie, and she's supposed to be like a female evil Knievel, and It shows her jumping over a vat of acid filled with robots or something, and she's doing all this crazy stuff in the midst of all these awful, crazy, wild things. She's like, she wipes front to back. And that kind of made me chuckle. But that was about that was the, 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 the funniest thing in like three episodes. And as you Aha. can tell. Yeah, it's not that funny, but I mean that Oof. one I Yeah. And of course she tries out this robot's wing wang and it like rips her in tears. Something. I mean, and that's the kind and of human have all been there. And there's parts of her hanging from different parts of the room. It's it's pretty like they try to be shocking and gross and it's just it's really not funny. All right, so that was Farzar. And then um, 75 thumbs down yeah strange new worlds so i think i'd mentioned that before i finished it and like i said i really enjoyed it and uh i i told our friend double r about it because he is kind of a uh star trek person he, he appreciates that sort of thing and um he was telling me he said definitely if you if you want to watch strange new worlds because it's supposed to be a prequel to Star Trek into the original series. <laughs> he goes, you'll really get something out of, even more out of the the new series if you'll go back and watch like maybe the first episode that had Pi. The pilot originally had Pike in it with Doctor Spock and some of the characters like Nurse Chapel was instead Lieutenant something or another. Was with that a, the Menagerie? And then of course eventually they came back later in the series and had the Menagerie one and two. Yeah. And there's and there's one episode called the Balance of Terror. And again, he said that really ties into some of the stories that they have in the first series. So you'll really kind of appreciate both more, you know. uh, Well, since you're talking Star Trek too, you know, who just passed away? Yeah, Uhura. Which God rest she was great, gorgeous woman, and just a great actor and groundbreaking. I mean, she was one of the first like main characters that was black in TV. It was the first uh, interracial kiss. Interracial kiss was her and Spock. I mean, uh, uh, Kirk so yeah um and
0: apparently mlk asked her to keep doing the show she was going to leave after that first season or whatever yeah.
1: and i was like wow can yeah. you just imagine yeah i mean that's right re- yeah i mean it's uh, yeah yeah so that's really what what a life you know and she got to be like uh she worked with nasa for she, a while she
0: recruited astronauts yeah
1: so that's just yeah what a what a great life what a really an interesting individual she was so rest in peace ma'am um her uh, uh Nichelle, um, Nichols, Nichols. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but People yeah, always remember the fan dance as well. Oh, well, of course. I mean, she was gorgeous. I mean, yeah. beautiful woman. Um, but yeah. All right. So any more shows? Um, probably, but I'm going to stop there. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's on you, bro. You got to get them all out. Yeah. That shows the movies. I got some stuff. Stranger things season four. Yeah. Which I'd already you know, watched all those. So I really enjoyed it. Good, good. Yeah, I told you. It was kind of like a return to form. Yeah, yeah. I might have liked it more than... A lot of the other seasons. Oh, definitely. The first season was great. This season was great. The other ones, meh.
0: I know. didn't mind the hopping around so much between mm-hmm. the different casts That I kind of whinged about was, a little bit. But maybe because I was prepared for it. Yeah, it could be.
1: I mean, I still uh, liked it, but just all the jump
0: around got a little frustrating. But, yeah. I might could have done without the whole Ro- Russia plot line, though. Yeah. I I'm,
1: I'm pick up what you're putting down.
0: Or that could have been its own episode and just like, here it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it was
0: good, but... But... It was the it was the B storyline or whatever you want to say. Right, but right. I enjoyed it. Um, of course, there's going to be another rise in the popularity of the name Eddie, based off <laughs> of me and this show.
1: So, of course, that's pretty much what my life is like. Yeah, I, I, I ended up liking Indian metal. I, I end up liking that character, and it was cool that they had him busting out some Metallica on top of the trailer. But if it hadn't been Metallica, what would you have preferred that he <clears> would have played, or would you, or you're like, nope, that was just perfect. Okay, I will say that I would have rather
0: had some Megadeth. Ah. Why? Because Metallica doesn't need that bone thrown to them. Right. They could have given it to anybody else, because I think Master of Puppets has seen like a 600% increase in streaming sales or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So it would have kind of been nice. It's kind of like uh, if they put Gen Con... Mm-hmm. In a show like we're going to Gen Con, okay, Gen Con can get a six hundred percent boost. But if you put like the Long Con in your show,
1: mm-hmm. it'd be like, oh my God, we've hit the lottery. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like would have been cool if, if like honestly, when I think of the old days and the really original metal acts, it, if it had been Judas Priest or Iron Maiden, you know, uh, Iron Maiden. I could have gone for the Iron Maiden because he's yeah, Eddie. Yeah.
0: yeah. But and Judas Priest, as long as you don't play the hits. Right. Yeah.
1: So, but but which it, you I'm would sure. have got. It would have been like, breaking the law. Of that. Do, 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 you know, breaking the law, breaking the law. Yeah. But so. I would have liked
0: to have seen Megadeth or one of the other big fours. Put some Slayer on there. Yeah,
1: yeah. Rain of blood. Could But this was supposed to be in like 87. So I'm like, even like. Oh, yeah, yeah. But So I'm like, wait a minute. I guess Master Puppets, was that, when did that come out? Because I'm wondering, it's, I could swear. Because sometimes they're, I've noticed they have, they'll have music on there, and they're off by a little bit, like, you know, but. It had to be about.
0: But around 87 that time. or 88. Okay, I mean, yeah. I don't think that one was too much of a, because I
1: think the first one came out in 84. Well, I remember, long. what's the one that's got all the. Ride the Lightning. I, yeah, Ride the Lightning was really popular when I was in high school. I'm trying to think of the time frame, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So 85. Yeah. So I guess yeah, because I remember we I, I went to Master uh, Puppets when they came to Shreveport at the Hirsch Coliseum, the where they normally do kettle auctions and tractor pulls, but uh, so the sound quality is not great as they even were like they were a little angry about it, but yeah, that's when they just got Jason Newstead, I think. You oh, know. Wow. And because I mean it was right before that album, but anyway, no, that right
0: t- after that album, Master if of it was Puppets? Before Master, yeah. See, I used to be a big Metallica fan, uh-huh. so uh, Jason doesn't come in until after Master of the Puppets. Oh, but he did some Master of the Puppets touring. I Tour, think He went yeah. to Japan. Yeah, yeah.
1: So so well well I'm J- Jason Newstead was there, okay. and and I'm pretty I could have swore it was Master of Puppets, but because what album was after that? I don't even Justice. Just, uh, Oh, <laughs> shit, is that the, where you have the <laughs> scales and the statues breaking and falling over? That's the one that I saw. and eh, maybe that was it. I don't know. Anyway, who knows? Whatever.
0: Anyway. But Metallica, Metallica yeah. will come up again in the in the uh, podcast here. Interesting, but yeah.
1: But yeah, so, so overall, Stranger Things, what would you give it? Oh, it was really good. I go
0: with an eight uh-huh. out of ten. Mm-hmm. And I will say that this time I gave myself some breaks in between. I didn't mm-hmm. watch an episode and another episode and another episode. Mm-hmm. I purposefully... And because I was stuck recovering, yeah. it wasn't like oh, I'll go walk off and do this or that. It was pretty yeah. much like, uh, let me watch like some Archer or mm-hmm. some
1: Seinfeld or. Uh, so do you feel like that kind of helped to break yeah. it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah And yeah. that was me anymore. I try not to uh, uh, gorge, and sometimes anymore, some of these damn networks won't let you. You know, like we had to I wait for could the have boys to have go. binge through on the boys though. So yeah. there's
0: shows that I love to binge them, but sure that one, because what every show was almost an hour and a half or something. Oh, they yeah. were movies basically. Oh yeah. yeah. So it was like, let me take a little break for something else. And yeah. I think that that helped. And I spread it out more over like three days or something.
1: Yeah. Remind me afterwards though. That one more thing about stranger things. Oh, and uh one more thing. Oh no, not, not talking about it on the
0: podcast. Oh, you guys are in trouble. All right. What else did I watch? Uh, okay. The rehearsal.
1: Do you have HBO Max? Mm, I might, if the ex-girlfriend hasn't cut it off yet. I'll have to check it out. Do you remember the show
0: Nathan For You on Comedy Central? I've heard of it. Okay, so I think it's Nathan Fielder, the comedian. Uh In this show, like if you have a problem, the first – Episode, for example, is this guy has lied to his friends about his education level. Mm -hmm. I think he said he had a master's degree when he's only got a bachelor's or something. Mm -hmm. whoop de doo Yeah. But he's like, what we're going to do is we're going to take you and put you in a situation where you, you know, like you guys like to go to this bar and do trivia night. So they recreated the whole bar on a set. And then they had people acting like customers. They had people acting like his friend. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, if your friend says this, then what would you do? they practiced the whole thing. It was a rehearsal for him doing something in real life. Okay. So that episode was pretty funny. Okay. It was pretty good. It was interesting. Okay. Then in, so I was going to go like, you guys need to check that show out. Well, I watched the second episode and I was like, and then I watched the third episode and I was like, well, that was a little better. So I have to give you the mixed bag review on that one. That's kind of pending. If you liked Nathan for you, this might be right up your alley. I was not a fan of that.
1: I Never saw it. It sounds like I didn't miss anything. So it sounds like definitely maybe check out the first episode of rehearsal, and then after yeah, that, yeah, and then we just have to wait and
0: see where it goes. Yeah. yeah. Um, something I can tell you that I did see where it went. Solar opposites. Did you know the new season's out?
1: I did not know that. So yeah, I'm excited now. Or, you know. I, or I hope
0: I'm excited. <laughs> You're not. oh. <laughs> So, so they laid an egg. I can't remember if it was Rick and Morty season four or five where it was like, hey, I like Rick and Morty, but that was kind of a turd. Yeah. Season three is kind of a turd. Oh, it's a shame. And I, mean, I guess there's not much of the wall. There is,
1: and even that is not very good. That's what makes it that much worse. We uh, the show has always been kind of hit or miss with us, but but that's we love the. the, the, We wish the wall was its own damn series. You know, I would watch that. I'd punch people to get to it. I mean, it's like so. You know, even the wall part of this, I was like, wow. There's a few interesting things
0: in it, but it's like, Mm. so I mean, I'm not saying don't watch it. But definitely have those lowered expectations, yeah. and it was not nearly as funny as the previous seasons. Oh, what a shame. The wall was not nearly as
1: good. That's so. a heartbreaker, man. Because I was, <laughs> it's I a was bummer. Because really, when you said, "Wait, a minute, Solar Opposites are back!" I mean, I was if we this is a video thing, I'm genuinely excited. But that's a shame. Yeah, when I saw it,
0: I was like, "Yay! I'll be able to you know kind of binge them all right now." And yeah. even like that's been something that I've been watching with my son. Mm-hmm. We could be like fix your sandwiches and then come on out and we'll watch some uh, Solar Opposites Yeah, while we some, eat lunch and what have you. Yeah, over yeah. He walked off on it. Wow, yeah. He watched a couple of episodes and he was like, meh. And I was yeah. like, okay, there you go because yeah, he did yeah. the same thing in Rick and Morty uh, where he was like, I didn't laugh one time during that episode and it was like, yeah, okay, if you don't even like it, that means something. yeah. yeah. So, yeah, check it out but take it with a grain of salt and I'm sure there'll be another season and maybe they'll come mm-hmm. back to form but, yeah, I wasn't a fan of the season three. All right, what else did I watch? The Anarchists on HBO. Hmm. So this seems like it should be right up your libertarian alley. Uh huh. So these people who don't want to pay any taxes. Yeah,
1: sound like... So. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah.
0: The, the, you know, and then this whole anarchy thing is its own ball of wax. Yeah. But they move down to... Acapulco. Now I mean is this something made uh, No this, it's this, this is this, a real oh. true facts man. Okay. So they moved down to Acapulco in mm-hmm. Mexico. Okay. And they're kind of like have a
1: anarchist Com- hub, like a compound or something or
0: Yeah, it's more like a neighborhood or we tend to live down here, okay. but it's not like they're on the crash compound or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Nobody in or out. They're scattered about the place and then okay. they have Oh, it's like Anarchapulco is mm. their convention that they have down there. Oh, they have a kid. Wow. And then nor- naturally that's going to appeal to you and me, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. there was another guy. Uh, what was it? Internet historian i think it was the Mm. one that had done a bunch of like there was a furry con and dash Mm. con and all Mm. this Mm. and it just showed you know he showed how rotten they were and i highly recommend you check those out Mm. but it's extra interesting as an event planner i think somebody that does conventions you're like oh all the bullets that we dodge Mm -hmm. so this is the story of that and kind of like well this guy was running the con and then he got kicked out and all that, you know, it's almost like Metallica or something where it's like, and then Dave Mustaine got kicked out of the band. He has to do his own thing. And Mm -hmm. somebody starts another convention to go along with it. Like after it, that's kind of like this anarchy convention is all corporate. We're the real anarchists. It's like, Oh man, too funny. And I guess Acapulco is now like the
1: murder capital. Oh gosh. Yeah. And what's a shame that used to be people used to love to go there. And it was like, uh, so, so I'll tell you this, when I went to Costa Rica, they everywhere we went, there were like jeeps with M60s on it, and guys holding M16s in like military attire and mirrored sunglasses. And at first, you kind of go, "What's all this?" But then you realize they're here to keep the cartels and the thugs and what do they call it, M13 or whatever from ruining one of the last places where Americans go. You got to understand, the, like like the number one money maker in Mexico is oil. After that is money that illegals send home you know, back back there for their friends and family or whatever. Here's some money I'm sending home. And which is sad to say, I mean, that's their number two source of income. But then right after that is tourism. And used to people would go to Acapulco. They would go to, uh, 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 oh gosh, Cabo San Lucas. That's what I meant, Cabo San Lucas. I went to Cabo San Lucas. And there used to be some other places I can't think of now. But all those other places, there was enough like, like I remember right before we went to Cabo, like the week before that, there were four guys found hanging from an overpass near Acapulco, just with well, their hands tied behind like their back. Game shows in the eighties, that was always the fabulous prize: the, uh, the sunny Acapulco, four days know, and three nights. Yeah, and not anymore because yeah, it's and it, that's what a shame that they can't control this crap any better than that down there. And it, but like all the fentanyl coming across the border and crap, I mean it's killing people every day. It's awful, but anyway, that's a whole other kettle of fish. But, but yeah, so, yeah, some of
0: the group got rich off of bitcoin down there uh-huh. so there's definitely a have and have not uh-huh. there's kind of the wealthy aren't anarchist and then the, the dirt poor dirt anarchist. poor ones and you're yeah. like wow and then you know what anarchy means to you and me yeah. being different things and
1: yeah
0: so it's all yeah it's it's kind of crazy and then uh, of course there has to be a murder involved oh wow So then it's like, who did that? Who was buying all that? Was it the cartels? Was it this other guy that was basically a PTSD nut job down there? Oh, wow. So that's what's going on right now. And so far, I've really enjoyed the show.
1: A a quick aside while we're talking about such things, kind of, do you know that right now in Puerto Rico, you don't pay any capital tax? The the local government will tax you 4% of your income. That's it. You don't pay any. So when's your flight? Well, let's just say I'm looking at some, <laughs> some what, maybe apartment down there. Because as long as you you dwell there six months or whatever, the long con is mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, I I'm, I'm only going to spend half the year in Puerto Rico, but I'm mm. I'm actually entertained. That. I mean, come on, man. You know, I mean, I would. <laughs> I I literally give away half my paycheck every time I get paid. It it really sucks. Okay. Well, living down there for six
0: months, does that get you out of Texas taxes? Or are they like, no, son, you were up here for six months?
1: No, no, no. I mean, you, if you call that your residency, you live there for six months out of the year. You're a Puerto Rican. Well, we don't have an income tax anyway. It would just be federal tax that you're exactly, and that's what you're that's what you're dodging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which I be I think that's great that they're getting four percent. And hey, there are some uh, Bitcoin billionaires that mm-hmm. have moved down there. But and I'm really proud of them. If people go. He's rich, white, whatever. Well, they're like opening up all these charities and they're giving back. And like the one guy's a Bitcoin billionaire. He's he's taken a hotel that was. Just left abandoned, and he's roosted up. And they're they're doing things to help down there. They're not just coming down there to abuse them or whatever. And they are getting four percent from these peoples that goes strictly to them and their local government. But they had the right idea. The guy that came in as their governor or whatever, he like fired half of the bloated government that was inefficient. And now with what's left, he's running it just fine. It's doing great, you know. So hmm but anyway that's a whole other conversation um but yeah so, so anyway anarchy sounds cool i'm gonna check it out it's been pretty good on hbo ah cool, cool. and i think that's all of our But TV. Is, that, is that the same as hbo plus or whatever you were talking yeah about? Yeah, yeah. yeah if yeah,
0: you get yeah. your hbo max or, what have you.
1: or whatever it's all the same critter i, I have it checked but i probably HBO still have streaming yep check that that does sound cool all right how about some movies movies here we go and i know we're already
0: well into this podcast, folks just just bear with us yeah
1: it's we we we've we missed, missed
0: you you missed us we missed you yeah
1: so um Matt tried to kill me have a little sympathy <laughs> all right stalker 1979 it's based on roadside picnic which is a book i talked about here on a previous uh, podcast it's very loosely based off of roadside picnic um it's a real art house stuff uh not the best reception back when it first came out but these days it gets a crap ton of accolades from critics etc it's part of the criterion collection yeah it's always a a sign of hoity-toity, ooh-la-la, la, artiness, or whatever. I like the Seven Samurai, you know, the Criterion Collection. Um, the movie had a number of hiccups, almost didn't get made. A number of crew members, including the director, died of the same lung cancer. The filming locations were toxic. There was, like, brown snow in the summer. The water from this one plant was real funky looking, which looked great, like, hey, we don't have to recreate this set. We'll just find a place in Russia that has this kind of funkiness, but then wading through that crap, for scenes and stuff and getting in there with the camera and directing. Yeah, I mean, a number of people died of this same sort of lung cancer so they wonder because there was like this weird brown snow dropping around him at one point. I mean, that's just bizarre. Yeah, they, but it's a really interesting movie. Um, I enjoyed it, but I will say it was a different kind of movie. I mean, this guy's not afraid to have some long shot where the three main characters are sitting there not talking for like two minutes. I mean, so it's real... You know, I said art house kind of, you know. So I mean, your your mileage may vary. If if you're like this sucks, man, don't don't you know, don't blame me. But but it's something that I I wanted to check out because I had heard some interesting. It's kind of popped up in my feed, so to speak, or whatever. And then um, the other day, I we we dusted off uh, Fury Road, Mad Max. Me. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Not me. Yeah. We not not you and I, but yeah. Um, Who? Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay and I had had watched it. Yeah, um, Our head designer. That's right. Um, And it's been a long time. We went to see that back in 2015 when it came out. And so you wonder, like, why did it take so long to make another? And, well, it's kind of like uh, what happened with, um, what's his name, the guy, Peter Jackson. It seems like why he wasn't going to be the guy to do The Hobbit because there was these disputes over money or whatever with the studio. Well, same sort of deal. You know, Fury Road, Mad Max, it. It did fairly well, and um, I guess Miller had some problems getting his money. But uh, that year— He's getting up there, too. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, uh, it it, won—it was nominated for 10 Academy Awards— That year, so it's like the first time in in my thought that a movie that was really more one of these action shoot 'em up, bing bang movies, got nominated for that many, you know, awards. But I'm glad that we're in an age where they can look respectfully at these kind of movies and not turn it. Well, the other
0: thing was it probably wasn't best actor. No, no, no. Probably best special effects and best score. Best 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 choreography. It
1: actually won for best editing. And the ironic part of that was instead of using some Hollywood professional editor. I want to think. Don't quote me on this one, but like Miller, I think tapped his wife. Was like, "Hey, hun, you want to edit a movie or whatever?" And but it was the woman that did. It. I don't think she'd ever done it before, or it wasn't her thing, or so it was just interesting that her editing was really good. I mean, she won an Oscar for it. So maybe sometimes it's good to have maybe not the person that's supposed to be ooh la la or whatever the best or something. But anyway, so you figure the last one was twenty fifteen. Like, good lord, they're going to make another one, and it's coming out in twenty twenty four. Um and it's gonna be what Chris what's his face who plays Thor. And um and then he he's gonna play Emor- Immortan in Morton Joe, I guess, because it's gonna like a prequel. Oh, yeah. And then Cutie Pie McSugarplum will play Furiosa, you know.
0: I loved Fury Road. Uh-huh. Is it Himdle?
1: Him, Him
0: Chris Himsley Hemsley or Himsley Helmsley yeah. or something Helmsley, like that. Or something Helmsman,
1: like that. Hellman's man, I don't know anyway. But in, he's a bit too handsome to be immortal, Joe. Joe don't you think. Yeah, but maybe they're going to ugly him up a little bit or something. Plus, half the time he had that thing over his face, and then, um, but this was yeah, and then in the gal, I guarantee you, he's not going to have the thing over his face the whole time, right? And then the other thing is uh, this gal, I've seen pictures of her I couldn't conjure her name. A lot of these people that are the latest pop star or some of these new up and coming moves, I have no idea who they are. I'm that old man, but, um, uh, but yeah, uh. Anyway, yeah, she didn't really look like Therese Sharon, but then, like you said, Chris, what's-his-face doesn't look like. So, I mean, this is supposed to be maybe a way, you know, when they were significantly younger. And keep in mind, it's a Furiosa movie. Yeah, not a Mad Max movie. So even Furious. the Mad
0: Max rights are probably still tied up somewhere. He might have been able to go like, "Well, I just did Furiosa. I can use that stuff."
1: Well, I don't. I don't think it was anything to do with not being able to use Mad Max. I think this is just they wanted to. They wanted to shine a light on a on a strong, you know, female character or whatever. But about some interesting more sides about Fury Road back in 2015. This was this. He first had the idea for it in 1987. Mm -hmm. So that's like how long it was in turnaround hell and Hollywood crap. And plus at one point they were going to use Mel Gibson and then Pomo's Gibson did that stuff and he was, you know, Hollywood persona non grata for a while there. And, uh, they, uh, so that kind of threw a hiccup. You know, at one point they were considering Eminem for Mad Max. Eminem. Thankfully they went with. gone 12 miles. Yeah but um, I'm glad they did Tom Hardy. I think he was a good oh, yeah. Mad Max. I think he was great. And um, so anyway, but yeah, so that's that as far as, you know, there were probably some other things, but those are the standouts. I love the furious road. It's mm-hmm. a great movie. Oh, great movie. Yeah. I mm-hmm. loved it. Speaking of great movies,
0: yeah. one that we love that I watched again during the time of the COVID, mm-hmm. the thing Oh, that was a perfect movie to watch while you're suffering from an invasive virus, right? For some reason, Hulu was on fire. They were like, Would you like to watch The Thing? Kind of like the movie recommendations that they Uh, give you or whatever. They're like, uh, Would you like to watch The Thing? Yeah, you know, I would. Would hmm. you like to watch Tombstone? Well, yeah.
1: Hey, would you like to watch Goodfellas? I'm like, you're reading my mind. All yeah. these
0: classic movies well, those are that I love movies. so much.
1: And I was going to say, didn't we watch Tombstone with Cody because he had never seen yeah. it? And then maybe did we watch The Thing with him? Maybe. Or, I, or, I know we watched them or they or whatever. The yeah, one they with live. With the glass. They live. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. That's what it was, yeah. But
0: I was watching. Here's some amusing antidotes or what have you. I was watching The Thing with my dog. And at the very beginning where they're in the helicopter trying to shoot the dog, Uh she is watching that as as intently as anything I've ever seen. She's just like, what's going on? And Uh then about the time the dog makes it into camp, she's like, all right. (laughs) She goes back to dog mode instead of like undercover investigative or whatever. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that was pretty cool. Uh Uh, I was thinking about, uh, what was it? Outpost 13. Yeah, that, the game that we played, that we was played. a lot of fun. A throw lot, that out again. Had mm-hmm. a lot of fun with that. And I think it's been
1: reissued, so yeah. it's not super expensive. So I'm thinking about going and getting it, because that was too funny. I would wanted to throw my our old buddy Sew a Bone, and I'd seen it a half million times. Every yep, time i go to yep, his, yep, his game yep. store, and I thought, you know what? I'm probably going to grab it, and I got it for whatever the proper price was. Sat on it for a couple of years. We played it one time. It'd been in the closet. And then next thing we found it was like going for three and $400 on the internet. I'm like, whoa, I sold it anyway. But now you can, it's been reissued, thankfully.
0: Yeah. So yeah. that's a thing with me and Matt a lot, too. It's like who was going to break and buy it first.
1: Yeah. Because we both looked at each other a couple of times like, we both want that. And we're like, mm. But that's the sad fact is, Eddie's got a closet full of board games. I do, too. And some of them have never even been oh, yeah. played. And it's just, it gets kind of aggravating. I hate I'd love board games, but it's just finding people and the time to play adults but the thing
0: yeah since i think we've
1: Great mentioned movie. it before before oh yeah
0: but here's one thing that i don't think we've talked about the thing when you originally saw it did you see it at the movie theater or did you see it on like abc movie sunday no, night
1: um it came on cable when i was a kid living in Warringsport, oh. warring sport and i'm telling you I remember like the stuff that used to scare people in the fifties. Like I can remember as a kid's so end late popcorn watching Frankenstein, werewolf, Dracula and just laughing and giggling and eating popcorn and whatever. I watched the thing as a kid and that literally scared the shit out of me. I, that movie, cause in my mind, like that's real, that could happen, you know? And it's like you hear about, they're finding new life forms and things as the, uh, the polar caps are melting or whatever, and things are being exposed and, and like they found some worms that were frozen in the permafrost or something for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And then the things start moving, you know, and they're still alive and who knows what organisms they might have in them. And, and it does make you kind of go, whoa, oh, wait a minute, you know, but yeah, no, as a kid, that movie scared the crap out of me. Okay. So what is the ending to the movie? What's the last thing? And that's kind of brilliant, is that they left it kind of open, where I mean, you don't necessarily know what happens. One of them has the organism in it, and when the other one do- dozes off from the, you know, when you're, you're when you're dying of hypothermia, you're usually going to drift off to sleep and never wake up. So that's when the thing attacks the other guy, and uh, you figure when the rescue people come, it gets spread across the world, and the world's snuffed out. That's one mental process, or the other one is no, 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 no. How does it? In- the actual oh, oh, the like actual if you're watching is, the movie yeah, okay, yeah. what's going on what's well, the last thing that so happens so there's the that guy he's a great actor i can't think of his name and kurt russell and they're laying there looking at each other and they're like well you know is let's that see. david keith
0: does that sound right? It Keith might David, David be. David yeah, Keith. because
1: he's the same one that's in uh, They Live, you know, where he's like, just put the damn glasses on. He's like, I will not. I will fight you and punch you and kick you t- t- before I'll mm-hmm. put those glasses on. Yeah, because I said not because John Carper does that too. So as John Carper apparently likes him, which he is a great actor and he's got a great voice. Because um, I think he's done some voice acting in recent years. Charles? Charles, yeah but it's or no Charles was the other guy that worked that worked in the kitchen i think maybe yeah but anyway but i can't think of his character's name sadly but uh but kurt russell and him are sitting there at the end and the light fades where the place is burning around them and you know the rescue people are going to be coming but it's going to be another month or something like who's going to be here alive or we'll just if they're both humans you know they're both about to freeze to death and that's the end of it no one will ever know oops you know, or, but yeah, it just fades to black. So you, right. they leave it open for you to decide how it is. Put ends. a button in that. Yeah. Because when I saw the movie originally, it was
0: like the ABC Sunday movie. Uh-huh. And they edited it in on TV, oh. a scene where the dog runs out to the helicopter. Like the team, there's finally a team coming in or whatever. Uh-huh. And that dog is still alive and runs out to the helicopter. Oh, great. well then you know,
1: that's it. Yeah. 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 I But mean.
0: then I was like, I was watching it again, and I I don't know how many times I've seen the movie. Plenty. Sure. But this just seemed to be the first time where I was thinking about it. I was like, where's the ending with the dog? Yeah. Well, apparently that ending only happens in the TV movie edition. Interesting. And that's something that I think they added on to make it more... Clear to make it obvious to you or whatever. Uh-huh. It's like here is an ending. There's no mystery anymore. Which
1: I hate that because I love when you, you can leave it open to decide that you know what I want to think they're both human and they're both gonna you know die here, which is a shame. But that's the end of this thing until you know. But I like that one too, where the where you're like, what all the stuff that they did didn't really
0: matter. Yeah. Because life finds a way. Yeah. That dog was still getting out. Yeah. And it's like where has the dog been that whole time? Oh But well. back to the actual ending. Yeah. 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 McReady has been making these Molotov cocktails the whole time. Yeah. So then he hands the one over to the other character, uh-huh. and he takes a drink out of it. Uh-huh. What's well, Molotov cocktail?
1: Yeah, that's... Awful. So it's
0: got to be an alien. Yeah.
1: Ah.
0: So think about that. So if you haven't watched The Thing recently, maybe go back and check that out and th- yeah. keep that in mind. Yeah. I don't think they have solidly said one way or the other, Yeah. but that is a possible way to know interesting interesting it's kind of like what is it uh inception Uh where it's like the top is spinning at the end but you never see if it falls or not because it cuts Mm-hmm. It's like, well, some movies are better where you're like, interpret it however you want. That's like so the, uh, the, the, the
1: famous, infamous ending to Sopranos where you know, Don't Stop Believing starts playing and they're pulling back and they're just a happy family at the little Italian restaurant. But a guy comes walking up and he looks a little suspicious or something. People, the members only jacket guy. Yeah, and people say like, that's a guy coming up who's probably fixing the cap him. Maybe, but we don't know because they fade to black. They actually have said. Given kind of an answer on that now, really? Because for a long time the guy wouldn't answer. Yeah, so you want to hear it? Of course, out there in listening land. Yeah, you might want to, you know. So uh, the new answer
0: is that he's dead. That was it goes black because he's dead. Oh wow! And there was all the like bell ringing at the end. They're like every time a bell rang, you saw from his point of view. Uh. So David Chase or whatever that was the guy behind it, Mm -hmm. the creator. Said, yeah, pretty much. But I always liked the thing where he was alive. Mm-hmm. It's like, you just don't get to see it. Cause everybody wants to see Tony get his comeuppance. Yeah. And it's like, Nope. You don't get that. Yeah. yeah too funny. Anyway. So interpret that as you will, but they yeah. kind of came out with a s- official answer Yeah, for what it's worth. Well, that's
1: like, I feel bad for people like my friend, Bobby, God rest his soul that watch lost from beginning to end. And I was like, you're still watching. He's like, well, I damn it. I want to know how it ends, how it ends. And in the end, what did they do to their, valued viewers or whatever they just left it ambiguous and and after all those years of watching to see what's this about what's going on and you still don't know and i mean that me i'd probably be kicking the tv yeah because of that though i let a lot of
0: shows go by or let them even finish before I watch them. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not getting sucked
1: in on it. Yeah, I, I never watch it and I'm glad I didn't because that would have just aggravated me. But that's like when I started watching Breaking Bad, you are like, God, I envy you. And I'm like, what do you mean? And you're like, well, there's going to be, there were these cliffhanger episodes that were so good. And then the darn AMC does this thing where they'll bifurcate a, a season and you had to wait how long? Three, six months to see the next part. And you're sitting there going, what happened to so-and-so? And so lucky me, I'd be like, well, I'm about to go to bed. Oh, oh hell no, I'm not. <laughs> you know, let me check out that next up, so I got to find out what happened to this one or that one or whatever. You know, it's kind of nice when you can, you know, just watch them at your own speed. You know, it's kind of. And nice.
0: then I also watched Ex Machina. Have you seen that one?
1: Uh, I watched the first because isn't that on HBO or something? It's a movie. It's a movie, yeah. And I, it seemed like I watched the first thirty minutes of it, but I don't so know.
0: basically, you could kind of put in like Zuckerberg into this or whatever. But basically, like the head of Google type thing because his was search engines has created an AI and put it into a robot body. Yeah. And then he brings another guy in to kind of give it the Turing test and see like, do you think it's sentient?
1: Yeah.
0: And that one, is that jiving up with what you're remembering? No, no. I mean,
1: I I started to watch this. That's I thought it was it. pretty interesting. It's cool. slow. It's definitely not like, and then yeah. they break out the M60. and. Blah, 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 yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah, it's like, and that's where I think that I, I might give another chance, but it's one of those things where it was just, I think, so kind of slow and the beginning is not anything like, oh, you know, whatever, uh, that I basically didn't.
0: Uh, yeah. But I enjoyed it. I give that one like a seven or eight in there too. It's. It's one of those suspense type movies, though. Yeah, like, yeah. ooh, is it this or is it that? Could it be yeah. this? Yeah. And it's probably one of those ones that you can only watch once. You can kind of only pull the fool yourself one time with yeah. it. Yeah. But I mean, once you know the the the, the big reveal, it's like, oh well. Kind of yeah. like six sense. I think you can watch yeah. it twice. Yeah. You watch it the first time because you don't and know, then you go, and then you oh, watch it the watch second it time and to go see
1: all the places I missed the clues.
0: You know? Yeah, yeah. But this one, no, it's <laughs> it's pretty spelled out for you. It's. Somebody might be like, "That's my favorite movie ever," but it's definitely like once you know all the where it's going, once mm. the story has been told, you're good. It's hard to yeah to try and forget it and come back to it again. Interesting, yeah. So that one was pretty good. If you need stuff to watch, yeah. Whew, believe it or not, we're still going. We're just on to video games.
1: Oh wow! Well, as usual, I've kind of been off video games now for for months, sadly, but. I've had the itch. I've, I tell you the other day, I was this close to wanting to break out a uh, seventy-six because me and my nephew were talking about it, and I was telling him about all the little expansions they've done over time, and, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I love seventy-six, da 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 da," you know. And he goes back to it, like I told him, we've went back to it a few times. Yeah, I've done all the expansion stuff as far as I know. Yeah, but I mean, they there's a couple times where I think one time I was like, "Hey, did you know they did the new Brothers steal? Steel?" And you were like, "What?" You know? Yeah. So. But that's probably been a year now. Has it? Yeah, time flies. God, gosh. And but they've yeah. done
0: other things, but it's more like here's some seasons. We didn't actually add in content, or we didn't actually add in plot. We just added in like, if you go over here now, you can kill five of these and get that. Yeah. So anyway, I knew. Obviously, I got to talk about. It's a Sagito. Yeah. About twenty episodes ago, mm-hmm. I said. I couldn't really get into it probably try it again later. But right now it wasn't for me. So now 20 episodes in the future. I did try it again. I do like it. It has some really interesting bosses. It has an interesting fighting style. Whereas in, a, in Dark Souls and Elden Ring, you're trying to duck and dodge out of the way a lot. Mm-hmm. This one, you're pretty much like you've got to be aggressive. you got to get up in their face and stay in their face instead of like try and move away. Try and do this. Nope. Attack! 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 Deflect! 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 Attack! 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 Right. So, but you got to be in there for the whole thing. Uh, a really good story, maybe one of the best stories out of those games. Really, which in a way doesn't say that much. Yeah, there's because because those, those games don't. So this one's definitely got the most story. Point A to B. Here is the story. Here's what's going on. Oh wow! So there is a little prince in feudal Japan who has the power of immortality in his blood mm-hmm. you are his shinobi mm-hmm. and so he, he gives you the power of his blood so that you're sort of immortal along mm-hmm. the same lines as like Dark Souls mm-hmm. you get killed and you get back up mm-hmm. but you've lost your stuff or you've got to start back at a checkpoint and all the enemies are back so mm-hmm.
1: that's typical, not the greatest immortality the typical Dark Souls uh, Type thing, you know? Yeah. Start back at a checkpoint.
0: One thing that I really liked about it, though, was that at the very beginning, in typical FromSoft games, mm-hmm. you've got to die. The, the, the first boss that you come across or whatever usually kills you. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think, what is it in. Uh, Elden Ring, the Grafted Scion, or Yeah, whatever. that
1: weird crab creature thing comes and beats the living crap out of Yeah,
0: some boss is going to kill you to unlock the death mechanic. Yeah. So one of the main bosses, uh, one of the main protagonists through the story, mm-hmm. that's the one that kills you at the beginning. Oh, wow. You then, in the middle of the game, fight him again. So mm-hmm. at the beginning, he's impossible. He's just mm-hmm. way, way, way beyond you. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the game... He's challenging, mm-hmm. but you can beat him to continue. That's how you've got to beat him to continue the game. Mm-hmm. So he's there, and he's really a hard boss and a fun boss. At the very end, he's part of the last boss that you fight, and mm-hmm. he's just a speed bump. You just smoke him. Wow. And he's he's designed
1: like that, though. It was, it's not just like you've progressed in your abilities and your gear and your plays should be up to par that that's, you finally can beat him. No, they actually made him like just yeah. a chunk. But, I mean, that still ties
0: into it. He's still a threat, Mm -hmm. but to show you how much you you have improved, improved. then, yeah, he's a little bit more watered down in areas. Mm -hmm. So, I was like, that's great. That's one of the fantastic things if you could do that in an RPG. Yeah. But players don't want enemies to get away. Right. You know. If you're like, and that guy gets runs away at the end,
1: they'd be like, ah, "Oh yeah, you're the worst." Yeah, I've had, I've, have run adventures that were written; it wasn't my writing, where like the bad guy is supposed to have an opportunity to get away. Players hate that crap, and it's a shame because yeah, when you get, when they did get to fight them later though, oh, it tastes like sweet candy in their mouth because they're like, "Wow, if finally got to put that jerk down." I'm like, "See, isn't that great?" But boy, yeah, players get. Pissed. I had a player one time that pretty much just crapped all over the campaign, just wrecked the campaign because he was just so pissed off that I let a bad guy get away. And I'm like, Good lord! And it wasn't like I did something like just uh, he just disappears. I mean, you know, it was a thing where he had a chance, and he tried to catch him, but it got away. Man, I mean, it went off. It went bad. So, but yeah. as a storytelling device, yeah, I think that's great. It
0: could be really cool, and yeah. it is very, very well done in Sekiro, mm-hmm. where when I get to you get to fight him at the end, and you're like, I'm freaking smoking this guy. Yeah. It's just. And they go through and they kind of illustrate that. Like at, at the very first battle, you haven't been fighting lately. So mm-hmm. he, when he goes to reach for his sword, he misses. He kind of has to, you know, kind of like the old samurai thing where he just whoosh, yeah. reaches down and whips out his sword. Uh-huh. This one, he kind of misses a person, has to look and mm-hmm. find where it is to draw his sword. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, he gets it and has to kind of do it in two motions in that second battle but at the in the last battle he just he's just like whatever man I'm here to kick all of the ass he just draws it in that smooth clean one motion that you expect mm-hmm. and then you just knock the poop out of that boss mm-hmm. just to show you how far you've come how much you've improved and it was like that just freaking so well done that's cool so if you like all these FromSoft games, you still might not like this one. It's Be- very different it, fighting style. People,
1: yeah, the pe- I, that's one thing. I'm, I, part of the things I didn't connect that well with the game at first because I like generally more of an in-your-face kind of a, a play style, and so all that dodging and ducking and rolling is like, ugh. but you know, I might like this one after all. So, especially, it sounds really well done.
0: So, it, a really fun story. The basic storyline is um, the kid has the power of immortality Mm -hmm. that he can grant to other people. Oh, wow. So, of course, people want it. Mm -hmm. And at this time, Ashina, which is the, I'm trying to think, like province or territory that they're in, the state is being attacked by uh, basically the state of Japan as -hmm. they're trying to do the unification, feudal Japan. Mm -hmm. So, all that's going on. They're getting invaded. So, the rulers definitely are like, we need the power of immortality. That's the only way we're going to be able to turn him back. Mm-hmm. We're one tiny state against the country. Mm-hmm. So the uh, kid who has the immortality powers is like, no, this is wrong. Nobody should have this power. Mm-hmm. It, it always corrupts people. Yeah, And there is actually another case of it where somebody's had it and been corrupted and basically turned into a demon. Oh, wow. So it's really well done. That's the storyline right there is – Do you help him or do you not help him? Hmm. Do you think there should be the immortality or not? Wow. So really, really fun with that. Really good storyline. And uh, I say check it out. One of the other interesting things is it hasn't gone down in price. It's still one of those like it was $60 when it came out and it's $60 today if you go to go buy it. Wow. So I was like, yeah, that's an indicator that people are enjoying it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: All right. So that's what I have to say. Oh, actually one more thing about that since i had said metallica will come up yet again yeah i for the last boss i was like this is going to take four freaking ever to get good because i was going along really well in that game and i had it down and then somebody gave me covid and i couldn't play it for two weeks Uh-oh. so after that my skills were rusty Uh-oh. i was like so i got a Come back and build up all these skills, and then try and beat the last boss.
1: Well, why am I hearing the Rocky theme song in my yeah?
0: Or I can do the good old bait out a jump, hit him. Bait out a jump, hit him. It's gonna take forever, mm-hmm. but it will work. Mm-hmm. So that's how I did. That's how I do. And I listen to Metallica, starting with Kill 'Em All, mm-hmm. and going forward to like which album is next? Da, 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 da. Well. I would have already known, but I definitely know right now I went from Kill em All to The Middle of Load. Wow. Which, what is that? The sixth album, maybe?
1: Yeah, wow. Which one had, Give Me Fuel, Give Me Fire, Give Me That Which I Desire?
0: That may be Reload. Yeah. I wow. won't swear wow. to it because wow. I I definitely, when, it, when you get past the Black Album, uh-huh. I'm done. I was done yeah, with yeah. them at the Black Album. Yeah, and yeah. And I was like, will I be able to beat this before I get into <laughs> the <laughs> stuff for that I'll really hate it's uh, so sold out I think it took about five and a half hours or something just uh,
1: fighting that boss wow over a period of days of course Jeez. but I love the story because I've I've experienced that where you said like you were like frustrated you, you couldn't beat him you went to bed you woke up in the next morning you know refreshed relaxed you, you went and you like beat him just like that and that's what i did this time too yeah because you know you've got to program yourself overnight yeah, I, there's something to it because i know there's been i've been stuck on elden ring or stuck on you know these other games like uh the third dark souls or whatever where i'm like ah, i'm so pissed off and i throw the control down 11 o'clock at night and i've just fought him 25 times in a row and i'm just getting pissed off go to bed wake up the next morning look at the game and go yeah why not turn it on load up beat the boss in 30 seconds and you're like well, how how could I? How is this so easy today, and I couldn't do that last night? You know, it's just crazy. And if you'd like to watch that epic battle,
0: uh-uh.
1: it's on our YouTube channel. Really, I, oh, I uploaded cool, cool. it.
0: Well, good deal. So it's on there. Yeah, you can I'm check gonna it check
1: out. that out. I'm gonna check that out. Sounds cool.
0: And uh, if you need some help, if you're stuck on Hitto, mm. that is a way that you can do it. The low skill, no class way. <laughs> <laughs> it takes yeah, longer, man. but it is it's the safer method. I had no healing left at the end. Wow. I was like, oh crap. If he hits me one more time. It's over with. And I probably needed at least five more hits on him. Wow. And yeah, lucky, lucky. You got it. All right. You got nothing for video games, right? No, no. Talk about 76 a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I just mentioned The that. episode oh. that
1: went on forever. I'll say that. You know, my nephew, Austin, We we used to, everybody saw the picture on Facebook where he and I went to the, the Hibachi. He came in to see his grandmother because my mom's...
0: Were you in Shreveport or Bossier? We
1: were in Shreveport. And so mom's over in Bossier now, but she was in Shreveport at Pyramont. And I remember somebody was talking about t- the the Tokyo. And back in this weird area, it's like back off in there behind these... the Like there's the auto mile there on burt coons or whatever back in there there used to be a country tavern right there that had it's country tavern pretty good barbecue um and <laughs> had other things i like but i can't go there but um but there was the tokyo next door which is like a hibachi sushi whatever and i remember i had an ex-girlfriend when we lived out there on millicent way or whatever not far from fern some evenings we'd be like hey you want to we we would go buy like a sushi and um and so anyway, yeah, uh, he and I were hanging out, and he was talking about his deep abiding love of Monster Hunter. And that's one of the things that him and his wife can share is that they both have a, a setup together, and they play the shit out of Monster Hunter. Just play I, play play it.
0: As much as I love the Monster Hunter, I could never get my wife to play that. Oh, wow. But we have... Game played. setups, too. We both have PS4s and we both have switches for yeah. certain games that we'll play I, together.
1: Well, there's a couple times where the three of us played 76, so that yep. was cool. Um, but uh, anyway, I, it's a, a quick, funny aside when I'm thinking about it. So, me and my nephew, I said, Hey, it's your birthday, my treat. He's no, 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 he's he's a sweetheart, you know, he's just so good. He's like, Oh, let me pay, let me pay half. I said, It's for your birthday, let, let me get this for you. So, I love how we're, we're gonna order hibachi and they bring out that little laminated sushi thing and then the little you know marker where you make your marks i mean he's going crazy I mean he's marking both sides and I'm looking at him because you know me because one i'm <clears throat> thrifty and then for two cheap, cheap, I'm cheap. uh you know I'm just like going plus I'm thinking damn I mean he's he's a strapping lad you know of 30 and but who's gonna eat all this? and I'm like damn I mean even i'm a could put away some groceries. And honestly, that's the most I ate after being sick cuz I think my I lost I was trying to eat as much as I could to have energy, I still lost weight when I was fighting COVID. But um so I thought, man, it's going to be a lot of food. And I'm looking at him and he's looking at me like and he's thinking I and he knows me if he's thinking I'm I'm worried about the the money. I'm like, "No, it's for your birthday. It, it's okay." I really was just like, "How are we going to eat all this?" you know? So Next thing you know, I said, well, I tell you, do you, do you want to get hibachi? I mean, why don't we split the hibachi? And he goes, oh, yeah, that'll be fine. Well, then he was going to, like, I, he's, I, he's looking at me. I'm like, get what you want. So he's going to get steak. And I said, screw you, If you're going to get steak, let's get the ribeye. You know, it's only $3 more or something. So anyway, the guy comes out to do the hibachi. Well, just when he's starting to get the grill started, here comes these three you know, you know Asian ladies carrying a big platter in each hand. And he looks at me like, what have we done? I said, this was you, son, you know. And so – I guess he's from Dallas and there, if you order sushi, you know, they he's thinking by the piece
0: instead of like by the roll. Yeah.
1: And so I guess he was telling me there, like, if you ordered the crunchy roll, you know how they're usually cutting, we'll call it a disc. You maybe get four of those discs. Like they're real chinsley with it and they charge here and here. Yeah. This big old fat boys, you know, Louisiana, you know, whatever over there. I mean, it's, it's like eight of those discs a piece. And he ordered like six different ones. So, yeah, I mean, I'm eating them and he's eating them. And finally, I'm kind of miserable. And here comes the Abachi. He didn't even touch his. But <laughs> I said, take it home to Gabby. That's his wife. And you and y'all eat like kings and queens for a couple of days. So, yeah, we had. But it was really good. I mean, it was delicious. And uh, I'm normally not big on... Some of that stuff, you know, but uh, the sashimi, so to speak, the stuff's not really Mm -hmm. cooked. Like I like my favorite one, of course, was one where it's you know lightly tempered and flash fried, so it's got you know it's been cooked a little bit. Oh, I love that was really good. But even some of the other ones, it was like sashimi and stuff. I ate it and I actually kind of liked it, but. Anyway, but yeah, it was just funny. story then that he, he had we had a crap ton of food because he was like, Well I didn't realize it'd be this much and I went, Yeah I did and I was wondering what you were doing. Yeah, but... I was like, Have you eaten sushi before? <laughs> but I mean apparently in Dallas they must be really just cheap with the portions or something, you know. And I was like, Oh no, son, you about to I mean, it was eight and twelve of those so that's why I say, and I told him that story, but apparently he wasn't paying attention. That me and this girlfriend would go, and what do you want for dinner? Really little light. We would go order one sushi a piece, you know, because it's eight of those. Di- I mean, yeah, you could fill up on one, you know, not <laughs> Baker's Dozen or whatever. Anyway, I thought it was a oh, funny yeah. story. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cray cray. Yeah. Anyway.
0: So when you're in uh, Bozier, I like the old Kobe's. Oh yeah, Kobe's is good. Absolutely. That's where we used to go to. I like the Kobe's with the train track right next to it to yeah. add
1: to the ambience. Absolutely, I am so popular today. Well, mm. when you do a five-hour true podcast, yeah. yeah. Well, and it sounds like you said we we might try to double up and do another one next week or something.
0: Yeah, we're gonna try and hit you guys with another one. But the good thing is this, this has been like three weeks worth of pop culture stuff. So mm-hmm. if you don't like that, it'll be a lot shorter it'll next time. it be shorter, yeah.
1: And if you don't like that, by the way, tell us and we'll wrap that up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. You know, we love the anecdotes. We don't like the anecdotes, whatever. Just just tell me if you like it or not. I don't want to know why, you know, or tell me why you liked or didn't the like The pop it. culture thing, though,
0: interestingly enough, I can tell you started because of the COVID. Oh, oh, you oh. didn't know? No. Because... At the time of the COVID. Oh, the time of the COVID. COVID. When that started, we were like, hey, you're all locked in your house for a while. Here's some stuff that we've been watching <laughs> and reading. And if you need something to watch or read, here's some recommendations. That's right, So yeah. that's when this came online.
1: And yeah. if it's time to ditch that feature, oh, yeah. we can. Yeah, but that's become such a integral Beloved artist. Yeah, it seems like. Yeah, but let's know what you think. Sound off on Facebook or on SoundCloud. You can, you can comment on a given feed or whatever, or send us a email at no
0: class RPG podcast at mil.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Definitely. Please. Like we always say, it sure is nice when other people promote us so we don't have to. So, you know, like, and share and tell your friends and whatever, please. And thank you. Send money. Yeah. This is where we would usually do the RPG update,
0: but I don't have much of one because I was going to run some games at uh, Dragon's Nest Grand Opening, Mm -hmm. but somebody gave me COVID and then I wasn't (laughs) able to do it. Yep, I was looking forward to running games too. But tonight I'm going up for board game night, Mm -hmm. which should be fun. And I haven't been to Dragon's Nest in three weeks a month. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to getting back up there. I miss those
1: guys. Yeah, they're good people. And did you ever try out uh the zombicide that I loaned you to try out? Okay. No. Nope, but yeah, I pretty much figure it's mine now. Part of my <laughs> COVID compensation. <laughs> well I'll need to give you the uh the uh, uh bells and whistles. Yeah, I was gonna say, who's the guy from uh oh yeah, call me Snake. Snake Pliskin from Escape from New York. I heard he was in the Thing, too yeah yeah wasn't that cool? yeah I laughed when we were playing uh uh outpost thirteen and he was like, well, i gotta be you know I get to be McCready, and everyone's like, all right, yeah
0: i don't I think I got him by random draw i wanted i you tell your version and I'll tell my version right right right. I definitely wanted to be yeah. be McCready, and yeah. I don't know if we said, yeah, if you want to be whomever you can be whomever or yeah. we'll give it to you to shut you up, yeah, but that was playing the Game the board game
1: that's basically the thing, but it's called Outpost 13, I guess for some reason.
0: Yeah, but I was like, well, I'm McCready, so I'm a human. We know I'm a human. I have to be. I'm McCready, and I was a human the whole
1: time. Yeah, laugh. You know the line from the movie, Mm -hmm. like, here, let me show you what I already know. Eddie, Eddie was playing that up, which was fun. It was part of the fun, and luckily he never went. I think initially Sean was the one of the things, and God bless he Sean. He got shut down he, so fast. He has no poker face. So, I mean, We every, immediately we knew. We immediately knew. He, was, he had so many tells, and then, then there's a deal where half of the game, a second person gets infected, and I think that was me. But nobody, I don't think anybody knew. Yeah, we did. No, no, no. Because Gary was playing too, right? It was me, you, DeMar. Gary, and Cody, and Robert, uh, no, not Robert, but Sean, I can't think of Sean's last name. Reynolds. Sean. Anyway, Sean was here for the first bit, and then he had to leave about the time the food was ready, and we were watching movies. But Gary has
0: known you Shit, since I 700 was years. in kindergarten. And, and I've that. known you. Uh, over a decade now. Yeah. And yeah. people will comment on the psychic abilities that we have. Uh, yeah. Like, we can watch you guys play at a table, and you'll be sitting on opposite sides of the table or opposite ends of the table. Yeah. And be like, okay, the plan is,
1: Wink, wink, double wink. Yeah, oh, okay. I mean, I mean, yeah, we we ha- we've got our facial innuendo down. I mean, yeah, we can we can have a conversation not saying a word. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it wasn't like with Sean. God bless him. Everyone knew immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Me, I think y'all were like looking at me and going,
0: "Are you?" But luckily, you know? yeah. I had double R here. Yeah. So he'd look at you and i'd look at you and we both could confirm we'd be like it's him right and it's like yep yeah.
1: but you had to you had to ask you had to confirm so I'll give me a little, little something there oh yeah, yeah. yeah sean's but, but, was awful yeah, it was it, very unfortunate for him. I, I would love to play you know poker for money with sean because yeah you would know if he had a good hand or not but uh but sean's a great guy but just it's funny that yeah uh in, in that regard I mean, he's probably the guy that can't tell a lie which is a good thing too but anyway. But yeah, gosh, here we go again. We're back on a tangent, but which you guys love. You've told us you've
0: outpoured your letters, your phone calls. You just love these little
1: tangents. Yeah. Anyway, but it's it's fun to get it's, I haven't had a chance to talk to Ed my bud, you know, in over a month and And like we say it's everybody. like
0: you're sitting at the table with us. Yeah, so yeah. you
1: get to hear all these
0: little dumb diversions and stuff that Wow. Other classier professional podcasts
1: might cut out. Exactly. Not us. Yeah, you get yeah, to hear yeah. it all. I just unfiltered. Yeah. What what is it? Uh, Murder attempts and all. Warts and all. <laughs> I'm never gonna live this down. No, definitely not. Anyway, all right. So, uh, let, let us know what you think. Are finally onto the topic oh that's right oh we're not even done yet I thought we were wrapping up okay that's right. topic (laughs) okay let's hear it what's the topic since it was one I came up with the topic as selected by Matt is expectations
0: versus reality expectations versus reality like you expected this (laughs) podcast to be over about 30 minutes ago but the
1: reality is yeah here we go here we go killing again you missed us I I, I hope we, we have enough memory um (laughs) talking about covid brain so i had there's a private group that me and eddie and gary and cody are part of it's called the four horsemen when it's not being called uh two elden lords and friends or one uh, shinobi or whatever One shinobi master yeah and, and three other dudes or whatever but anyway the name of the group eddie has a lot of fun changing it periodically for different reasons um I posted a cartoon, and it shows this... Yeah. it's you're laughing. I have no idea what it is, yeah. but folks, you don't want
0: to know what he yeah, posts yeah, in that Yeah, Yeah, yeah. It's, we, 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 that's it's where I, insanity.
1: That's where I can post the really crazy stuff and really raunchy stuff that I couldn't post anywhere else. Because my, my Facebook is PG-13. I do that because I've got... A lot of different wonderful people that I'm Facebook friends with that some of them would not appreciate some of my dark humor. Anyway, but this the, the comic is like uh, this lady uh, game master and her three players. One's another girl and there's two guys. And there's like the expectation and there's the reality. And so here she's trying to impart these great stories and this good role playing. And they show what she was hoping would happen, her expectation. And it shows her players completely crapping all over it. And it's it's a joke, haha, ha, it's a laugh. And and some of that's true, some it's not. Oh, also I posted a video of some really weirdo dude who's a DM in his group and there's that one player, you know, and again there's like this guy's trying to tell this epic story and the other players are into the role playing. There's one guy who's just like you know, it's it, it's obvious to everyone. I grab the guard, and pull his pants down. and, yeah, and paint like, his nutsack purple. Yeah, and I I pee in the king's face. You know, and it's like what what no you wouldn't do that you can't do. This is a role playing game. It's fantasy. This is my fantasy and my role playing. You know, and <laughs> I think that COVID got me. Time. Yeah, that got me to thinking about uh, something. Even Eddie said is like we've seen people in recent years that have come to the hobby through. Um, Critical Role. Critical Role, whatever it's called. and Stranger um, Things. Yeah, and all that. And so the expectation that we, we think we've seen with some people is like, they think that we're voice actors and we're going to do, you know, whatever. And it's like, no, I mean, not every game master, probably very few game masters, do that or maybe out there if I was playing with the new upcoming in the zeitgeist or whatever oh that's what all the DMs are doing silly voices or something now and that's great whatever teach their own but it's one—it's the expectation versus reality you know have, have you seen some of that do you think oh for sure yeah yeah and so and, and that's the other thing is it's really a shame that I've had players complain like, oh, I wish I had a rich, compelling story and a campaign that would go on for months. But I've seen where in recent years my stuff has become more episodic and um, maybe not, there's not, it's kind of light on the role-playing. Like, I'll try to sprinkle some in there, but it's kind of like you can't make everybody happy. For the for the one guy that wants heavy role-playing, there's one guy that absolutely doesn't want to do any role-playing. He just wants, I want to kill beasts and take their loot, you know? Well, the quick example of that is if I
0: said, we played D&D or what have you, and we didn't roll dice all night, do you go, oh, that sounds pretty fun? Or are you like, God, you must have been bored out of your mind? There you go. So there's one way to do it
1: And I'll say one, one of the best role-playing events of my life was me and Gary were playing a game together. It was actually supers. And we hardly touch a dice the whole night, but the role-playing was some of the best role-playing I've ever done. And Gosh, forty years of playing role playing games, but we I was so into my character and Gary was so into this one NPC. The NPC was so beloved that when we thought he died in an adventure later, like the girls at the table were getting misty and one guy had to get up and walk away from the table and like I was pounding the table and I was like, This is unacceptable. He cannot be dead. I mean, this was a make believe character that was I mean, that beloved. Gary, that's one of the time you knocked it out of the park and it's great but i will say yeah i mean but every any other time if we'd sat there the whole not touch a dice i probably would have been like all right we need like at least one combat or something you know yeah and even gary funny the guy who gave me this great role-playing experience he's the first guy to tell you he's like hey if, 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 if we don't touch a dice he, i know gary would not like that at all i mean gary can appreciate some role-playing but he wants you know he wants some combat too and i'm i'm wondering is you know uh you know, I love James Ward and I hate that he's kind of, he got, well, he got really sick with COVID and his work got busy and all this stuff, but he used to game with us and I had a lot of fun, but I often wondered if he's like, I wonder where he stands on that. Cause I almost wondered like, should we have had more role playing? Is that thing? Maybe he didn't like that. We were, we were really heavy handed with the combat and or whatever. I don't know where he lies. I'd be curious to know. Um, Cause I miss gaming with James. Um, So yeah, you know, so yeah, everybody's got that. I remember back in the day playing in, um, you know, living Greyhawk. I, when I would run games, I, when I had role playing, one of my old buddies, Phil Lawyer, again, God rest his soul, you, he would get visibly uncomfortable with role playing. I mean, literally. And I thought, and it always boggled me, I would think, well, why would you come play role playing games if the concept of role playing is literally going to make you like physically uncomfortable? But then there's people that will tell you, well, it's, it's, dice rolling role playing haha, uh, role
0: the playing. one thing I will say along that as sort of devil's advocate or what have you whatever uh, you will as I've uh, said that enough this podcast yeah. if you will
1: if you will is when absolutely
0: no one at the table is really role playing mm-hmm. they're kind of like my character does this my character does that blah blah yeah. blah you know here's all our heavy combat focused mm-hmm. and then the other one person at the table is like and then Kachaga will do this and he will take his pouch and he will sprinkle the dust upon the sand and then he raises up and dances around for 10 minutes. And everybody's just like, dude, you're the only one yeah. at the table that is quote unquote role playing like yeah. this. You're far beyond everybody else. It'd be like yeah. the one person that shows up in costume Or yeah, yeah. it's like, I dressed as the monk tonight. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. So that's kind of like, Read the table. Mm-hmm. Fit it, if it was all heavy role playing, and you're the guy that's like, I roll and I hit and blah blah blah. That's next one. Then you're the yeah. one that's out of place. Yeah, yeah. But you're equally out of place when you're the one person that's taking the role playing over yeah. the top, like
1: you're in community theater or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: By what you're right.
1: <laughs> okay, guy. Yeah, it's like this. Just is, tell me your attack role. Yeah, that's like I'll say. It's like I like a little light role playing but it's like I've seen I've been in groups where it was like Shakespeare in the Park you Mm -hmm. know and I'm like and even I I won't lie was a little like at first I was like it, it it was outside my comfort level but I eventually grew to be comfortable with it and I enjoyed it I had a lot of fun so don't get me wrong I played in some role playing heavy games and I played in some where it didn't even, it did not exist. It was not there. You're just showing up for the camaraderie, rolling some dice, killing beasts, taking their loot, whatever. And I think it's nice if you can find that middle ground, but it's kind of like Eddie said, you got to read your table. And that's once again, and we chime on that new hip concept, what you know what it's called, session zero, where you could kind of talk about where do we want to fall on the whole role-playing thing? And you, you know, and a lot of people, I don't address that, but it's not a bad idea. And I, you know, I'm a little envious sometimes. There's that some people get get you know i i would like a little more role playing but then again like you said it's what what do what do your players want um yeah i would know. like more role playing as well because it is at least 90% combat simulator that's all it is yeah. and i will say it's one of the things that i we we've doted on and it's maybe getting older or whatever it is but we where we came from back to our roots that the lighter R- the rules lighter games. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I keep finding myself. I really like him because one of the things I remember reading an article about a guy that said he ran this one campaign for some people in the world's most oldest popular game system. And really the campaign lasted for like a year because to be able to tell his story around the combats, it took a year. He went with a much rules lighter game where the combats go quicker and, and they're still rich and dynamic, but just by the din of the system, they're, they're quicker, and they don't tap as much of the game session. The guy ran the campaign with some other people, like like the next year in this other game system. The campaign was over in eight months because literally some of these games, but that's just it. If you're like, I don't want to have to do a lot of writing for this week's session, depending on what game you're running, you know. well, we'll just have a lot of combats, wink, wink, and you know, there won't be any time for role-playing. But if you want to do that, it's something you want to incorporate, that's where you can think about the game system, even, that you're running your adventure in, you know? Because there's more than one game system, and there's a lot of good ones out there, like DCC. I've ran been running a campaign for the, the game club, you know, in DCC. I remember because it was kind of for me it was a personal challenge when I first got into DCC. And anything I get into, I want to research. People were like, "You can't do a campaign in DCC. It's only good for one-offs or the funnels or something like that." And I said, "I'm going to prove you wrong." And I ran a campaign here at the house for about was a year year and a half and it was an ongoing campaign in dcc and we had a lot of fun with it but i will say we're finding that the farther you get into dcc it gets it gets difficult to challenge the players and i'd love Mm. to hear people's input on that that oh no matt here's what you're doing wrong but i've been running games for almost 40 years and i figure i'd like to know i would know what to do to accommodate for xyz but but, yeah, any, any other thoughts on the whole expectation versus reality? with game?
0: Yeah, even with your session zero, people are going to say, I want this to be heavy role play. Yeah. Then you're like, all right, you have a session where you don't roll any dice, and people go, well, what about the combat? So, I mean, even though people are going to tell you they want X, Sometimes
1: they really want why. They, it's just cooler to say. Or maybe it's the peer pressure at the table where everybody's saying, I want a heavy role they'll go, yeah, me too. But maybe they really don't. They don't have the nerve to speak up. And, you know, God bless people. But but that's the thing for years, and I had to learn that just in life, that, you know, you and not everybody's like you. And, and so, I mean, it's interesting, the dynamics of people's living, their life experiences and where they came from and how they grew up in that, in, in anything, but definitely even in gaming is that, you can see a real blend of, on the spectrum of role-playing to no role-playing, you could have, say there's six points on that chart, Mm -hmm. you could have a person at each point on that chart. So it's kind of, you can't please everybody, and that's the tough thing. And they could all be at the same table. Yeah.
0: Because how many people want to play D&D or role-playing game in the first place?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Especially being out in the country. Uh It's like, okay, there are, say, 10 people in this whole little community that will even
1: touch the uh, multi-sided dice. That, that was, yeah, growing up, shoot, man, just even finding someone who would play uh, games was
0: tough. And then some of those are going to be complete jerks where you're like, I don't ever want to be around this person. Yeah. So then you're down to, say, eight. Okay, now what do you eight guys want to play? I don't want to play supers. Mm. Well, we want to play traditional fantasy. Okay, those guys are out. So yeah. now you're fantasy. Now, how much role playing do you want? Yeah. So then you're scattered, and it's like, well, we either try and meet somewhere in the middle, or we don't do
1: this. Yeah, and well, on, that's like all the jokes about D and D. You know, I mean, trying to get people together on the same day at the same time and to meet consistently, and and you know, and that's things when you were a kid, it was hard enough, but as an adult, when people get sick or work, or their kids, or other obligations, or hobbies, or interests, it's it's tough getting people together, you know. It's going to be a lot of fun when we're in the nursing home. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, All day, every day. That's right. I'll just change my brief, you know, right before the game, and, you know, it'll be great. You know, maybe I'll have a catheter if I'm lucky, so I can really do a marathon, you know. But no, um, I, I definitely, I've thought about that. I'll be curious to see, you know, how many people in the old folks home will be, you know, because honestly, your typical gamer, probably. <laughs> and their sedentary lifestyle we're not going to live that long but
0: uh, probably not well believe it or not they're playing video games that's cool. So
1: Yeah. Oh, I've heard about yes, yeah, some old people like there's what a, a, a what a Japanese granny that's one of these uh Twitcher YouTube influencers. I mean, people are watching her play games, you know, or something. And I
0: think your mom's even a good example. Isn't yeah. is she big on the mobile games? Which
1: is the hilarious thing. When I was a kid, what's up with this D and And you're always playing these games, video games, like you're wasting your time. And I love that like Whenever I first got on Facebook, they used to have this stuff where, like, Sybil's playing Diner Dash, and you know she's trying to grant you three puppies and you to get you to play. And it's like Sybil's gifting you eight rubies or whatever. Like, you know, if you would if you would gift these things to other people on Facebook, you'd get more. Playtime or points of your own or whatever. And Finally, I, there's a thing you can go into Facebook. That they added eventually because it's where you could block that crap. But I laugh. So I tease my mom every time I'd see her. She's like, Hey, help me download this game on my iPad. And I'm like, is that all this iPad to use? I think to play games on, like, why are you wasting time on these games? So like, you know, whatever. And every day in her little elder community, they have dominoes or they're playing beanbag or they're playing, Bingo. Yeah, or something. I mean, they're they're playing some sort of game. But I think that's great that these people are keeping mentally and physically active doing this stuff, and it's really awesome. But I laugh. This is the woman that used to give me a hard time about why are you playing all these games, and I'm thinking, all oh, her life is games now. That's all it is. Which I mean, I'm I'm grinning. I think that's wonderful. But it's the irony of it is delicious. But yeah. But, yeah, so, again, just w- w- what do you think about, you know, expectation versus reality and in and, and our hobby, I guess, you know, is I'd love to hear what y'all have to think. But, yeah, it's just. Um, how is your group? Yeah. Yeah.
0: How do, your, how, how do your expectations meet up? How, do, how yeah. do they align? Are you in a group where everybody
1: wants to role play or everybody's combat focused? Yeah. Are you over here going, man, I wish we had more role playing? And you're like going, ugh you know, whatever. And that's fine. There's no wrong answers here. That's why I was talking about. I used to kind of judge people and be like, Oh, why don't, why don't you like more of this or that that I like? But I realized now I respect the people that like, I don't want to role play or I want to you know do Shakespeare in the park. There's there's nothing wrong with that. My friend Ross, when I first came with him and his wife, they came from people that played uh vampire and they practically LARPed. I mean, you know, I remember playing with them first time. I was kind of blown away because I mean, that's, they were very heavy role playing, very comfortable with it. there's nothing, and that's great, you know, whatever. But it was just, I wasn't used to that, you know. And I was like, whoa. But I got used to it, and I really enjoyed it. So, I mean, yeah, there are no wrong answers. But let us, let us know what you think. Yeah, just give us some answers. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. <laughs> we said it at the same time, so I guess that means. <laughs> yeah. We're all out of hit points.
0: By that clock on the wall, That's I can right. tell we've got COVID for Matt. <laughs> Get well soon.
1: Yeah.